Two buds talk trash about how their favorite shows begin. We're the two buds. I'm Alex. And I'm Ethan. This is it, Ethan. This is our last episode for this season two. This is the very last. This is the end all be all right here. How are you feeling about that? I mean, it's been longer than we expected it to be, I would say, to say the least, but. Uh, by nearly double. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by nearly twice the length we thought it was going to be. Maybe 2.5 the length we thought it was going to be. Because well, we started recording in January of 2020, and then I, I intended for us to be done by May. Yeah. May, June. <laughs> yeah. We were supposed to have all our, quote, holiday stuff done by, like, April. <laughs> I'm mourning. I'm mourning poor, productive Alex. I, I also feel like it's worth mentioning. I know we've mentioned maybe a few times throughout the season, but, uh, you know, we started as, as part of a network, mm-hmm. and now we're no longer part of a network. My, how times change. Yes. So, you know, Productive Alex had a lot more thoughts and expectations and timelines and binders and stuff that, like, had and, to get done. And deadlines. But after that went out the window, Ethan, I think I became a way cooler boss. Yeah, way chill. <laughs> more like a foreman than anything like, hey, uh, why don't you go over there and do something? Okay, I'll be over here. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. You, uh, you want to leave early? Yeah. yeah. You want to head go out? Go for it, man. Do go it. Go for it. Do it. <laughs> Slow. You want to talk about a different show that we didn't have arranged? Yeah, all right, we can do that. Okay, we never went that far. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just fun off, and games. Just, just off air. <laughs> but so, you know, I am so happy that we were able to continue this despite our break from the network and that we didn't give up on it and that we saw this through to the end, even if it took a lot longer than we thought it did. So, Ethan, from me to you, thank you so much for joining me on this project. And it's been great. And I feel like we talked about it like the very beginning, but you and I have been friends for such a long time. But like, it was good to really reconnect with you again. Yeah. We've been friends kind of like surface or like Facebook or anything like that. But podcasting really brought us back together. That's yeah. so happy. And that was great. I did enjoy being able to just, you know, reconnect on a friend level and being able to get to re-know you a little bit more and, and likewise. Oh. Y'all. Oh, it's friendship. Oh. I'm glad that our friendship isn't ruined by the end of this. We did good. We didn't we didn't hurt each other's feelings too much through the episodes, so No, it's tr- I was easily able to forgive you for certain shows I may have had to watch at some point in time, you know? You were so easy. I think I can only think of one episode that you really probably hated it. It was Texas Midnight. Yeah. Right? That was, or Midnight, that was Texas. Mid- Midnight Texas. Yeah, that's pretty much the only one. I have like before we started recording this, I was like, "Oh, I I could come up with so many jokes, but we'll just we'll just let it be its own thing. It'll 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 come up at some point in time." I'm a trash compactor for television shows, <laughs> except that one chicken bone you throw in in and you know messes everything up. And you know, I I would say that was like my pinnacle, like "Haha, fucker, I'm making you watch it." But I know there were some that weren't like super great in there. But you're like, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I just I feel like every week you were so positive about all these shows, and even if you had criticisms, you weren't tearing them down. I just I think that's really respectful. So thanks. Oh, thank you. We can talk trash all we want, but I 
I just make myself look like the good guy here, and then we just let you be the bad guy. It's, you know, that's ours. We're good cop, bad cop in this. I'm pretty good at being the bad guy. There you go. Pretty much. Yep. Well, if you haven't caught on, or this is your first finale with First, what we do at the very end is that we'd like to review the shows that we watch. We kind of go back and talk about the shows that we continued, if we did continue any shows from the season that we recommended to one another, or maybe even our self-picks. Mm -hmm. And then I also like the back half of this where probably mostly Alex will talk about all the shows she watched during the recording of this, besides what we assigned to each other. Yep. Just so you all know and are aware, as we continue to talk about these shows, this is not a spoiler-free episode. Not that any of our episodes have really been super spoiler-free, but as we continue to talk about seasons, please know that, hey, if you wanted to wait, maybe don't listen. Two things, Ethan. Mm-hmm. One, I remember how at the beginning of the season last year, January 2020, I was like, hey, make sure to keep a list, because you're going to regret it if you don't. Mm-hmm. Alex didn't keep a list. And Ethan didn't really keep a list either, so. But Alex went back and spent 45 minutes checking Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, CBS, All Access, the stuff that she watched with her parents, went through every mm. single streaming service that I have, went through the year log of stuff. I was like, all right, what did I watch? 45 minutes. <laughs> 45 minutes to bring you this episode today. Good job. Good homework. Uh, number two, that's about three pages worth of shows on a Word doc. So. I'm not going to talk about every single episode. I'm going to definitely read through some of the ones that I, I watched and didn't keep up with, or even once I completed, I might not talk about them. There's a few ones I would really like to highlight, but there's a lot, Ethan, so I'm, I'm sorry oh, for yeah. that. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, you know me. We're basically the same person when it comes to media. It's so. true. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, Ethan, I, I've been dying to know, and you've teased about it throughout the season, about how... You won't really watch anything else that we recommended to you until the end, the night before, cramming. So what did you end up continuing to watch that I recommended to you? So I actually did kick back and started continuing to watch Good Girls. So I did continue with that. Nice. I'm not very far into it. I think I'm halfway through the first season. So relatively speaking, obviously, we're just going to have to talk in loose terms because... <laughs> What is time right. when we've been recording for a year? I have definitely watched a lot of other shows because, hey, guess what? ADD is not great for being able to keep a track of all the shows that you watch. Because mm -hmm. you and I have even joked we started watching other shows instead of the stuff we were going to originally watch. Yep. So, yeah, Good Girls is one of them that I've obviously kept up with. I continued on with Galvant. Mm -hmm. I haven't finished all of Galvant, but I did continue with some of that. I'm going to pause you. I'm sorry. I already want to know. How far did you get into Galavant? I think I got like maybe six episodes in. Story-wise, like what was the last story oh, thing you remember? The squire told his parents that he was actually the ah. knight and Galavant was the squire. So still very early in. I think mm -hmm. it might have been like the third or fourth episode afterwards. But yeah, so that was how far I got in it. And then everything else erupted and... And we got distracted from a bunch of other things. But, um, yeah, I started watching that, like, at the very beginning of what we did. Mm -hmm. I actually got pretty far in the United States of Terra. I don't Ooh. think I finished the first season, but I think I'm, like, one or two episodes at the end. And I just, that's a great show. I, I wholly appreciate you recommending that one for me. So I'm going to ask every time. Mm -hmm. I don't need an episode, like, but story-wise. Mm -hmm. And then, so anyways, how far did you get in Terra? 
I think the last episode I remember was when she had the new best gal friend, mm. and then uh, one of the personalities lashed out and like slashed and note all that stuff. And I've looked at episode like previews even into the later seasons, and I'm like, okay, so there might be some more. And it's at that point where they're trying to figure out what has caused this um, split in personalities. What? Why does she have all these alters? What in her childhood caused it? So, mm-hmm. so that's how far I got in that. And then I think we got sidetracked with other episodes. It's kind of like whenever you recommend a show, I kind of stopped the previous show I was watching and then kind of caught up. So it's been a weird week log thing of oh, we did this episode, and then I started the new show, and then I continued with that new show, and then, oh, wait, hold on, we got to watch the new one. So <laughs> so there's always, like, bookmarks mm-hmm. in all these shows. I did completely finish Marianne, though. Ooh. I finished that in, like, a day afterwards, and it's short and succinct, so I even messaged you afterwards. was like, hey, do they know if there's going to be a season two or anything? And no, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be. And I was really bummed about that. What did you think about that ending? I knew some fuckery was going on, <laughs> like when he came through the window. And I was like, this is weird. I did like that whole kind of like twist thing where, oh, she actually is, you know, Marianne at the end and stuff like that. And I just thought it was really cool. Definitely had good horror tropes. I loved like the episode where all of them are together in like the school, like at mm-hmm. like second or third to last. And the guy, the cop throughout this entire thing was like, oh, he's a cool guy. It'd be a real shame if he died. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> the amount of death that happened in that finale. That was like, oh shit, they're just, they're going for it. Yeah, they're literally throwing people left and right. I thought, like, they were going to play more with her, like, you know, her agent assistant and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, she was going to get possessed or something like that. And then they just one-sided and just like, nah, she got sucked back over there. So luckily enough, she got saved and, like, the person in the hospital got saved. But it was just weird. And then she's still there at the tail end of it. And I'm like, I feel like you kind of got, like, sidelined by the writers because <laughs> they didn't know what to do with you. <laughs> Well, and, and while well, you and I talked about on Discord, that's not talking about on air, so it doesn't count, uh, that uh, season two is also supposed to be about that main character discovering love and what love actually meant and how that inter- interwove with her assistant and how that interwove with this other new character that was going to come on board. We got ripped off by not getting a second season. The reason we didn't get a second yeah. season is because it's a French film or French show and because the numbers weren't high in America. And that's basically what you have to sell to a Netflix is that if you have an yeah. original, it has to do really well in America. Otherwise it just won't keep going. Exactly. So they didn't have the numbers, which is super unfortunate because it was really well done. And it sounds like the story that would have been season two. It's like Firefly season two, right? It's, it's, it sounds like mm-hmm. in some other universe, they got it. And I'm super jealous. <laughs> we just have to invent a uh, multiversity time travel and uh, we'll, we'll be there. I just it for Netflix. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where's the, you know, NordVPN for alternate universe Netflix? <laughs> Make it happen! Like, give me a multiverse multiverse VPN. Mm-hmm. MVPN. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get right on that. <laughs> I'll have to do that for, like, a comic book or something like that. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, so Marianne, United yep. of Terra. Yep. A little bit of Galavant. A little, little bit, bit of, of Galavant. A little bit of Good Girls. It's a little bit of everything. I did continue with White Collar. Like, 
I don't know if it made it into the actual recording, but I did say it was like, ooh, it was a two-parter pilot, so I had to watch it, so I did while we were recording it, so. And then I'm two episodes further into that now, because we only just finished that recording actually a little bit ago compared to this, so. I'm kind of going through the list of stuff we obviously went through. I, I yeah, I went through and rewatched all of High School of the Dead, of course, because Why anime not? is just anime is just easy enough to binge and just be done with it, you know. Like it's so, an afternoon, right? It's not a yeah, yeah. I, I finished that in like two or three days, and it made me want to go back and reread what uh, was still missing from it because I know they didn't get all the way through what the manga had, so I reread the manga as well too. Nice. Yeah, so that was that was a good time. I'm trying to think of what else we had. I did not obviously pick up Midnight Texas again. Weird. Weird. Strange. I know it was your number one. Yeah, my number one hated show, you know. <laughs> I do want to go back to Colony, but I haven't really picked that back up. Oh, shit. I forgot I made you watch Colony. Yeah, it's really good, but I just haven't picked it up. And I, mm-hmm. when we were going back and kind of going through the list, I was like, oh, shit, that's right. We did that. And it had such good, like, hooks that I was like, I do need to go back and do this. I'm really excited for it. So that'll probably be something that continues on. All of, like, Frisky Dingo and Harvey Birdman, that's moved to HBO Max. So I've been doing a lot of HBO Max binging regardless, just because this year was great for that obviously since it just came out so there was a lot of shows and media to watch through that and just re-catching up on old shows that i nearly had forgotten like i went back and started re-watching samurai jack like i i I almost completely forgot about that show for a hot minute (laughs) i just got hbo max maybe about a month ago Mm -hmm. after christmas Mm -hmm. and it is godsend. Like it, I remember, it's what Netflix used to be. It's yeah, really, really good. If you mm-hmm. if you could only keep one streaming service, I would highly recommend HBO Max at this point. Yeah, I mean they've got most of the Cartoon Network stuff on there anymore, mm-hmm. and that's like the bangers right there. So they have Courage the Cowardly Dog. I have not mm-hmm. seen Courage the Cowardly Dog anywhere for streaming and forever. Yeah, and there's so many different shows. They even have a lot of the Adult Swim. That's where I caught up on Rick and Morty for the fourth season. They had all that on there. Um, yeah, just a lot of good stuff. I think I'm leaving out a couple, but again, these are all shows I think that are like in my queue to watch. It's just that I've got distracted with other shows that came out this year. So unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your point of view, but yeah. <laughs> I think the only one that I didn't hear that I was hoping you would, but I understand why you didn't, was Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah, Handmaid's Tale. Obviously, we had a very heavy discussion about that. Mm -hmm. That and the act. I haven't finished those. I do want to continue with them. I just haven't yet. Obviously, the act probably is going to be a little bit easier just because it is like a limited series run. And it's only about murder. Yeah, it's only about true crime. (laughs) No big deal. But I am interested to go back and, and watch that. Probably not medium. I mean, it's interesting enough for me. But again, I think it's just in that vein of this wasn't like, I'm obviously not the target demographic for it. Mm-hmm. So so it's reasonable that I don't necessarily am drawn so much into it. But definitely cool enough. And I understand the the premise and the appeal to it. I just don't think I will go back and continue watching it. Or if I do, it'll be like, Maybe an episode a month or something like that. <laughs> it's going to be one of those ones that maybe eventually, unless I had someone that was like, 
absolutely we have to fucking watch this. yeah like if i start dating someone that's like we have to watch this shit now and like that's our show cool so be it i'm not gonna be mad about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think other than that those were pretty much it what about you what about the shows that i recommended for you so so because i think we've joked that you know i have obviously spoiled you with with shows <laughs> I don't know if it's made it into the re- recordings, but I know there's at least one show that we have definitely <laughs> joked, and I don't know if it's ever gotten cut out of everything, but we, we joked about one show that you wouldn't watch until you finished another show, and it was the exact opposite, but I'll let you go through your list. So the very first thing I need to talk about is how hard I binged Riverdale and how I have caught up and I'm <laughs> desperate for season five. I think it I just started airing. <laughs> fucking went hard into Riverdale, guys, for like two, three months. It was probably... Uh, I just I just started my full time job, and it was like my after work show for a bit, and before school got kicked up again, and then school got kicked up, and it was just it was so brainless. And there's it's so so dumb, and it's so dumb, it's such a soap opera. At some point, fucking the lodges are mobsters, like full on using Italian mob formulas. Yeah, and and Archie goes to jail. He's a criminal, then he's on the run. There's a whole cult that happens, like several, like one main cult, but first it starts with this D&D group and then it kind of becomes very much, you know, Waco, Texas, whatever, anything yeah, else. like a biker gang and everything. Oh my god. I, <laughs> like I, I said, I've only, caught, I've only caught a couple episodes here and there, but I don't even know about the Archie stuff or anything, but I just watched a couple of them like, huh, okay. Fucking edgy jughead. Yeah. It is a buck wild ride and I cannot... <laughs> recommended enough at this point for so, anyone <laughs> so now that you've actually watched it all like i said there was a couple episodes i caught my old roommate chris watching when he was binging through it the episode that i remember that i was like this is so soap opera like there's obviously shit going on in the background but they're focusing on these horny teenager shit <laughs> is when i don't know what season it is or whatnot but there's a episode where it's betty jughead veronica and archie they go up to you know, uh, you know, cabin effectively, and they're, you know, in a hot tub and stuff like that. And meanwhile, Archie knows that there's a bodyguard watching over them because they think there's going to be a hit on Veronica and shit. And they're doing <laughs> like the kiss the bottle shenanigans and all that, just like teenagers in a cabin in the woods type style. And I was like, I, I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the episode. Yep. That's it right there. And that's like, oh my gosh, so much of it is just that. And it is it is a late night soap opera. And it's very well done. And I don't think they're trying to be anything other than a soap opera. Oh, absolutely. And, oh my god, I I enjoyed it so much, so much. I enjoyed the soap opera so much that I tried to find ways to watch OG Days of Our Lives as the world turns. Oh my gosh. Well, you know there's definitely like websites that have them all like from A to Z. I, I was struggling, but I also didn't look too hard into it. Because, again, for me, like I want to watch it legit, right? Like, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to do a crime. You want, want to, to you want to support it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't go too hard into it. And mostly because I was like, I'm still watching Riverdale. It's fine. Um, and, and when did you guys hear how many shows I watched this year for 2020? You'll know I had no time. But no, I, so I, I went really hard into Riverdale. It's probably the show I enjoyed the most. It also like last week, two, three months because it was four seasons. 
I also finished Fleabag, which we knew. I finished mm-hmm. that real quick right in the beginning, and I really enjoyed Fleabag. If you somehow missed out, be sure to go listen to the episode. It's our very first episode. And just go watch. It's, it's very well done. And second season has a different vibe and a really good ending, in my opinion. That's kind of yeah. a cliffhanger thing. And I just love the priest. You know, he was great. Oh, it's good. Great. Good, 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 good. I, I'm spacing on his name. Andrew Scott, I think, is what it is. I think so. Moriarty. Oh, we, we, talk, we, we talked about Fleabag. We don't need to talk about yeah. Fleabag. <laughs> There's a whole We're episode already good for it. Go, go watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I did finish Harley Quinn. All of it. What? All of it. What? But Alex, you didn't like the first episode of it. You thought and it was trash. We're watching the first episode. I still don't like the first episode. It's a very bad pilot. Fair. I do not like it at all. You know what? Also, I'm not super huge into the like back half of second season either. I am not a huge Mm -hmm. Ivy Harley shipper, Mm -hmm. and I, I think the Kite Man Ivy thing was weird to begin with. Yeah, and I just how that all got structured out. I felt like they were trying too hard to be original. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciate that they at least had Kite Man, you know, running through the show. Don't get me wrong. Kite Man's my man. I just feel like they did Ivy a lot of injustice. Where I really liked season one Ivy. Yeah. But like season two Ivy just didn't quite feel right to me. Well, yeah, like you said, especially in like that back half of it. And like I said, I think since we recorded this, they had come out with season two. And my whole theory was, is this was a full supposed to be a full 26 episode serialization because the way mm. it kind of floats around there, you have like your mid season break. They do have two totally different like scenarios playing out in each season but it still definitely feels like it was actually supposed to be one like actual 26 episode like serialization or something like that because they're even releasing it i think both season one and two together i'm like yeah you guys just split it up for convenience purposes so yeah i don't know it was just a storyline that i wasn't how how to phrase it because it ends up being harley sleeping with ivy only after she's engaged like, I, again, I just don't really like that message it sends in general. And for me, it, if, if we're having queer representation, let's not have it be a homewrecker situation. Right, yeah. And this is the first time I, I wanted to ship Harley and Ivy. Yeah. Because I felt like Ivy was supportive of Har- Harley. Mm-hmm. Versus at times, and generally my argument is, Ivy can be just as bad as the Joker is. Uh, and so I, I I don't see people saying, it's better, it's, it's just gay, yeah. that's the only way it's better. <laughs> <laughs> And it's written by men, and mm-hmm. that's terrible sometimes. And we, this is not the soapbox for it. I went off on this my stream like two weekends ago. It's fine. They already self inserted themselves with the uh, with the two nerds that are watching the show for the Batman episode. So exactly, yeah. I really still like the show. I, I love seeing Babs. That was great. Mm-hmm. I think that was a a really good addition commissioner gordon forever and always will be the best part of that whole fucking show for me i liked that dr psycho just was bad throughout the entire show yeah like throughout the entire show was just bad he never really had a redeeming arc and Mm -mm. he it was it was that that was well done Mm -hmm. so i I think as a whole i'd give the whole series like a seven out of ten i'm glad that they made it sure for the most part it's enjoyable that back half the second season not really my flavor so really i don't know it's it's okay it's okay. Average. Average show. It wasn't as terrible as you were expecting it to be. Yes. And I got to hang out with my friend and watch a good portion of, you know, first season. No big deal. It's fine. There you go. 
It's fine. There you go. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, for first stuff that you recommended, let's see here. I have I have Sleepy Hollow, and I thought I watched a lot more Sleepy Hollow. I did not. I only made it halfway through episode two. Oh, no. But that felt like six episodes <laughs> of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> well, we talked about it, like how it's like, here, 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 here. There's a lot they pack into a little bit. Yeah. But I know I was ready to go hard in Sleepy Hollow, but then I think I actually picked up Riverdale and that replaced it. Sure. So I, I still intend on going back to Sleepy Hollow. Kind of like you, there's going to be shows where I'm like, I have an intention here. Mm-hmm. The fact that I broke off then, at, like, particularly at a halfway point of an episode, that's weird for me. So I, yeah. I must have just really liked Riverdale. I started watching Dead Man's Wonderland. And Ethan, I just just keep in the back of your mind as I go through these list of shows, hearing what episodes I drop off at, you're going to hear a pattern. Dead Man's Wonderland, season one, episode four. So I did not make it. Again, I felt like I made it a lot further <laughs> than I did. I did not. I only made it to episode four. And even then, I know of episode four, I was pretty much fading in and out of. And, you know, he... <laughs> Fuck, it's, it's been a while, right? We had mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right after G-Block. So the super... The, the warden sends after the big scary robot. Yeah. After the main character. Yeah. And they fight and defeat it. And then they find another guy who has the, like a very similar powers to the main yeah. character. You ended right where I was going to say, oh, you're going to meet my best boy. Like right here. And then I don't... I think that's where you stopped. I was like, oh no, you didn't yeah. get to see the best boy in action. <laughs> I did not. And I just... It, it really dropped off for me. I... Yeah. Fair. Never went back to it. I don't really think I, like, I intend on going back to it. Honestly, it's just I got nothing. I might watch one more just for your best boy. Yeah, that's it. Just the one more episode, and it it takes a turn because obviously, I think with that show, like you said, they're packing in a lot of stuff, but at the same time, it's still very much a slow burn to the story they're actually trying to tell with it. So, anime, anime, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I have patience for it, sometimes I don't. Yep. Uh, and this just was not, for whatever reason, particularly with for how impassioned I was for that first episode, I was hoping that energy would carry me further, and sure. it did not. Well, I think, that, like you said, they had so much energy, and I was like, oh, I remember the first or two episodes, like, after that, is just explaining how the system works, so. we Exposition. Yeah. And then the last one I have that was, we talked about on the show was Working Moms. Mm-hmm. I actually made it to season three, episode two. And it's because, again, I feel like for them, there's a, there's a point in all these shows, right? There's, you're, you're just coming up with content. And it was mm-hmm. her sleeping with the young kid and the divorce. And at that point, it just, there wasn't enough for me to relate to anymore. Sure. Yeah. Not that I'm a married woman with a baby, but like <laughs> the context there is like, oh, this is now like an older demographic for me. Yeah. I can't really relate to this mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, they had the the friendships and stuff like that, and now it's like, you know, separation stuff and all that. And I remember when, like, the third season was out, and it was, like, probably a few months before the fourth season came out, that is when I recommended this. I had roommates at the time that liked that show, too, but they were borrowing my Netflix. And so what happened was, is they started rewatching that show, and I lost my place where I was at, and they you know, they lapped me on where I was at with it. And I was like, you know what, I... I can't, like, go back and rewatch it. I, there, I have that weird thing where it's like, I can pop in on episodes, but if I'm, like, trying to binge watch a show or something like that and someone gets ahead of me, I just don't watch it. So, like, I still haven't... I think I was kind of, like, where you're at, like, third or fourth episode of, like, season three is where I stopped or where I got lapped on, and then I haven't continued since. Like, I knew some stuff or knew of stuff, but I just haven't continued either. And again... I'm not the demographic because I'm a <laughs> I'm a straight white man, so <laughs> who doesn't have kids, so 
But they had some really good storylines, though, with like mm-hmm. the lesbian couple and the with Frankie kind of dealing with some of those not quite it's not addiction, but like depression issues and mental health things and how that affects having a family and a baby. And sometimes that just doesn't end up the way you think it does. Yeah. And choices have consequences. Well, and I think like from the first episode, they add that an, a whole nother mother character that shows up more frequent than Frankie kind of in like that next season or two afterwards, which kind of paints her in like, I mean, from my point of view, it kind of painted her in like a bad light, but then you see how things are afterwards and you're like, okay, she's just a person. I mean, she's trying, but (laughs) she has different feelings and they make her seem like the victim in like the first season. I think like season two, she kind of becomes more of the unsympathetic character in that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I see why people like it. For me, I definitely enjoyed seasons one and two. And maybe, you know, sometimes it's that binge effect where Mm -hmm. you hit that season three, season four, and she's like, yeah, it's not that good anymore. Yep. The shine is worn off, but mm-hmm. I also don't really have any intention of going back unless someone tells me out there, like, you absolutely, it gets so much better. Mm-hmm. Just watch until this episode and it gets better. I'll be like, okay, maybe. But again, right now I have, I, I feel like I've got the core of the show. I would still recommend it to people, yeah. but I don't have any urge to finish it. So that's it. That's all the stuff that I watched for first that I continue oh, with. Oh, okay. What about Kyle XY? You didn't want to, you didn't want to, nope. didn't want to carry on with that? No. Didn't want to carry on with that. Didn't want to carry on with the crown. What about Twilight Zone? So, okay, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this. Yeah, because I think you and I have talked about this outside, or parts of it. I didn't watch past what you recommended. Mm-hmm. However, I did end up buying CBS All Access and watched it really hard for a month. But then because sometimes I get anxiety about canceling stuff, like I have a HelloFresh account I haven't used in two years, but I just keep skipping meals for calling someone on the fucking phone to cancel it. I haven't canceled my CBS All Access. There are some shows I will discuss, and that's the reason I, I bought it, right, mm-hmm. was for these shows. Mm-hmm. And I had full intention of going to watch Twilight Zone, and I just never did. And when I went to go write this list, I was like, okay, so Twilight Zone, I definitely watched none. I watched none of it. What the- <laughs> How did I go a whole year... And not watch any of it when I really was excited to watch more. Yeah. So, yeah. weirdly, no, I did not watch any more yeah. of it. I think, obviously, since we had this stretched out for a year, it would be a different story if this was, like, you know, something that we banged out in half a year and we had all mm-hmm. these shows to watch at that point in time. But since we strolled along, like I've already said, we had other shows that cropped up in there and other shows that were far more easier to binge or that just came out so mm-hmm. we were talking about just before this recording like oh shoot there's a whole bunch of new shows that are out that we're, hey, we're eating. alex is really excited for a certain show and i told her a show <gasps> that is super terrible that has a new season out that we, we both- can just say it bonding season two somehow somehow they got a fucking season two i do not understand it's a crime it's a sin chilling adventures of uh, sabrina apparently came out today recently few days mm-hmm. and then there's also new episodes of magicians what the fuck there's a lot to catch up on i just have started binging all of an anime called great pretender and it's amazing because guess what alex? Something about that on tiktok yeah guess what alex it's a heist show heist it's a con man heist. show it's a confidence man show and Heck I yeah. think if we had, you know, hindsight, I would have recommended this for you because that first episode gets you hooked. Oh. I literally watched like the first arc, which is their first heist or their first case in a day. There's like five episodes and I watched ah! it all in one sitting and it was amazing. That's a big deal for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's yeah, great. No, I, I literally just saw something about it on TikTok, although it was nothing about it itself. Someone was doing like a date night mm-hmm. and they're like, random anime. And they were just popped it up and mm-hmm. i was like oh great pretender okay and Ooh. it's got 
guess what? It's got that brilliant jazz score yes, that, yes, that yes, we use yes, for yes. all of our stuff, for all other things. I and, love it. And guess what? There would have been a good Clarence song in there, too, that I would have used. Fuckers. Fuckers. <laughs> I would have used it. They knew. They knew. They knew. They knew me. They got me hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> um, but okay, so, because I'm neurotic, Ethan. Mm-hmm. I know you're freewheeling, and you don't give two shits about how we do this, but I need to explain. So I now have two more sections. I have two sections of stuff I watched on my own, finished and unfinished. And within each of those, they're their own sections as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll just go on to what did you watch on your own that you finished? Like, completion. And I say that like, hey, um, stuff I have separated out. If if I only watched one whole season of something, I still consider sure. it finished, yeah. right? Yeah, you completed. But if I pushed past it, like, into season two, episode six, then I included my unfinished, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. I can definitely go with that. We obviously did a quick episode one streaming of it, but I did finish The Boys. Nice. That was a show that I obviously finished to completion for the second season. It's going to be kind of just an honor, like a, a list of honorable highlights. I finished Lovecraft Country. That okay. was amazing. Obviously, I finished The Mandalorian because... Oh, shit. That, I didn't put that on my list, but yeah. Yeah. Mandalorian season two, baby. That... Mm, chef's kiss. So beautiful. Did you um, know? Oh, we're going to ruin it. Did you know it was Luke? I was like, are they going to... I was hoping it was Luke, but I also had it in the back of my head, like, I was keeping the suspense because I was like, they were going to do some, like, red herring shit and whatnot. But, oh, it was really funny because everyone, like, so when you see the X-Wing, yeah, I literally was like, oh, shit, is that who I think it is? Because everyone else is like, oh, cool, the, you know, those two other, like, x-wing Piter rangers showed up and i was like no guys i think it's luke and they're like shit <laughs> they were literally like freaking out because that it hadn't crossed their mind and oh i don't know if i shared it with you but ryan shared a brilliant meme from that where you know cara dune's like one x-wing great mm-hmm. we're saved and then they used an always sunny, you stupid <laughs> bitch, like me right underneath it with, with Dennis eating his cereal. And I was like, oh my stupid god. Bitch. <laughs> oh, you dumb bitch. <laughs> so so for me, I, I had watched it. I looked at the very first thing I watched when I went to go visit my parents over, over Christmas. Mm-hmm. On the flight over, I had watched The Last Jedi because I hadn't seen it before. Oh. I somehow had gone through it without seeing The Last Jedi. Oh, interesting. And so they spent so much time with the X-Wing and the Sabres that I'm like, that's fucking Luke. And I need to explain. I know I'm so Star Wars stupid in general. I don't know a lot about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But I see the X-Wing. I'm like, we only know so many people who actually, actually fly an X-Wing. So Luke, question mark? Like, what time? This whole this whole show be like, what fucking time is this show what even era put in? Is this? Yeah. I have no idea. And then they, they do this shot with the with Saber. I'm like, oh, that's Luke's Saber. Because I was paying mm-hmm. enough fun attention during the, the flight in the movie. to be like, oh, yeah, that's Luke. That's mm-hmm. no way. That's no way it's Luke. But, like, I had all the context clues. Like, there's the glove. There's the yep. saber. There's the X-Wing. Mm-hmm. It's green. Who else has a green saber? Yeah. Uh... Well, I was thinking, we we had a bunch of theories going on because I watched Star Wars Rebels. That's another show I technically finished this last year, too, was Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. And there's a character named Mesra in that, and he has a green saber, too. And I was like, if, I swear to God, if they fucking do a red herring and they switch it out and it's actually Ezra because they had mentioned uh, another character in a couple episodes of go about Thrawn and they're doing all the- I heard yeah. someone else have the theory of Ezra too yeah mm-hmm. yeah no obviously Mandalorian I'm excited for what's gonna happen in the future we're getting more Star Wars shows are you excited for more Star Wars shows I am I think 
I enjoy Dave Filoni and John Favreau on Star Wars. I think it's great. I wasn't a fan of the last two Star Wars movies, so having just something kind of like more small screen to watch base off of, I think kind of helps it in a way because they can continue to build some lore. And I know there's all sorts of toxic stuff happening in you know any fandom, and I feel like there's always more outrage with anything in Star Wars because people have a certain thing that they want to gatekeep or blah 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 but i enjoy it for what it is and it's like a comic everything's up for edit and redo and everyone has their own story they want to tell so if they can just tell it right then good for them i think out of the whole whole season two things first once you learn baby yoda's name mm-hmm. all i was thinking of was arrested development on young and like Anyang. them saying hello. his name and that's all like are they just saying hello to him i would yeah. laugh my ass off if they were just like saying Hello. Well, hello. That's why. why up. That's why. Like that next episode, he's like Grogu. Hmm? <laughs> Grogu. That's what, like, I, yeah. I kept thinking it too. Yeah. I was like, uh, 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 <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello. What? But the other thing worth mentioning for me is my favorite episode entirely was the very first one with Timothy Oliphant because it is such a true love letter to westerns. And yes, they did a great job of mashing together. The genre of Western and sci-fi. Yes. You have even the fucking spur click as he was walking into the Casbah mm-hmm. and working with, forgive the term, natives of the land for mm-hmm. to conquer one giant beast. And, and mm-hmm. it was just the, this corrupt kind of sheriff, but also the sheriff who's just trying to protect his people. Yep. It was really, really, really well done. As someone yeah. who sat next to my dad eating lunches, watching the Western channel, it meant a lot to me to see it so well done. Well, and that was also why I absolutely love the episode of the Jedi, too, because it was the two homages together. Mm-hmm. You have the one fight with Ahsoka and, like, the, the Viceroy or whatever she was. That's the feudal Japan-era samurai yep. fight. And yep, then, yep, yep. then flip side, you've got Mando over there doing an actual gunslinging high, high noon, you know, shoot-off and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it was just, yeah, these are the people that know where, like, the genres and how to do a true space opera using both Eastern feudal Japan samurai movies and spaghetti Western movies. (laughs) Like, two genres that shouldn't mix, especially out in space, but it does. Like, it's amazing. And maybe Mm -hmm. I've asked you this before. Have you ever seen Bunraku? I don't think I've seen Bunraku. Oh! Oh, that's gonna be fun. Oh my god, you haven't watched this film? This popular film? Oh my god. It's 45 minutes of lore. No, for anyone, <laughs> I'd, I'd highly recommend Bunraku. It's a very original movie. Again, you got your cowboy, you got your samurai, and you are. Okay. Set, like, the, the setting I'm is really cool. I'm seeing the poster now, and I'm like, I remember like seeing this advertised, but I never watched it. It's really, 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 really well done. And so these two have to, like, join together to fight a bunch of different kinds of gangs so that mm-hmm. they can, you know, defend defend themselves. Oh, it's it's fairly I'm doing a poor job of describing it, but give it a look. Usually it's on Netflix. It kind of dips in and out of streaming services. I think mm-hmm. it might be on Prime too. Uh, but Boonraku B U N U R A K U, I believe. It looks like B U N R A K U. Oh shit. Close enough. Anyways. But... I would say that's easily one of my favorite films. Anyways, well, let's talk about like western sci-fi kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Weird weird genre interlaying. Mhm. But yeah. What else did you finish? After that, well, so, again, since this is kind of almost a year recap at this point mm-hmm. in time, Good Place ended this last year, so I finished that when we were in the middle of recording, and oh, my heart grew three sizes that day when I finished it. It's such a poignant 
show and I absolutely love like that what they're trying to say and they're you know they're teaching ethics by using afterlife concepts and stuff like that so good place it's probably going to be in my top tier for you know shows to throughout history and stuff like that but I really enjoyed that one The Witcher came out this year so that was really good as well too that was a big hype train uh, like I said I haven't fully finished Great Pretender but Basically, I finished the whole first season, so mm-hmm. I guess I technically completed it. There's a second season out. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else I watched. Beastars, which was cool. That's like a, <laughs> that's another <laughs> that's another anime. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. I saw. I meant to watch it, and I never did. And I'm glad tell you, you something. Their their opening is a fucking slapper too, because it's. It is. It's a great opening. Yeah, it's a it's a jazz opening. So again, you got me hooked right there again. For all the furries. For all the furries. I'm not a furry, but you know, it's <laughs> it's real life Zootopia. But, but, but uh, I did have a crush on Robin Hood, <laughs> the Disney version. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm not, I'm not a furry, man. I'm, I'm not, not a furry. I'm not a furry, but Maid Mary was pretty cute, you know. <laughs> not a f- furry, but <laughs> all those jokes. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what else TV-wise. It was a weird year for television. I obviously have kind of... I think I probably watched some more movies than I did anything else. I'm getting back into reading right now, so it's hard for me to remember what I all watched. Well, that's okay. I, yeah. This isn't really meant to be like a oh, competition. Yeah. No, or, yeah. I'm uh, just like... F- to shame you for not watching a lot yeah. of TV. I, just, I like to know what got watched this year as oh, a Oh, absolutely. Person. Yeah. Yeah, I think... You know, like I said, I think we were watching a lot more of those HBO shows, so I would highly recommend Lovecraft Country. That's a show like that came out this summer that, in all honesty, I saw one trailer for it. I was like, oh, cool, it's going to be Lovecraftian stuff. And it was that and so much more. Um, mm-hmm. And all my roommates and I like absolutely loved it. It was great. There wasn't a whole lot of Marvel stuff to watch, except now we have WandaVision out, but that's not done yet, so... But yeah, I don't know. What about you? Did you have anything that outside you probably had a little bit more, I'm assuming? <laughs> Just don't judge me, okay? I never uh, judge. Again, timeline of 2020 for everyone else too. I I think I outdid myself <laughs> what for season 1. But so timeline for 2020 was I had an internship up until April. And then I no longer had my internship. And then I went home for 2 months because mm-hmm. covid Mm-hmm. And at that point, my roommate had left earlier earlier in April than I had left, and I didn't get back until, like, late June. Um, but by the time I got back in late June, I had already done an interview, and I got a job at the place I was interning at. So I only had, like, a brief gap there. I was also finishing up my, my second-to-last semester in the spring, go into summer, get a full-time job, then I go into my last semester, my fall semester, I'm working 40 hours a week, I'm going to school full-time. I am still doing podcasts. I've picked up streaming. So, like, I didn't have as much time to watch TV as I thought I would. But, Ethan, somehow I fucking managed. Somehow you did it. Anyways, uh, stuff that I finished. Uh, Obviously, finished Umbrella Academy Season 2. Tiger King, back in March. We all, I felt like, fucking watched Tiger King, Murder Mayhem, Madness. Mm -hmm. I watched all of October Faction, which I was really excited for, even though I never read the comics. It was one that I restocked often and thought about getting. and. It was okay. The show was okay. Basically, these parents are, they hunt supernatural creatures for mysterious 
secret organization, government funded kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. It's it was, all right. <laughs> I, I think the dialogue was pretty, pretty not great most of the time. And I don't remember most of the plot at this point anyways. I remember being a lot more excited for it than watching it and being like, oh, that was it. I watched uh, All of Good Girls Season 2. I watched Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Part 3, obviously. obviously. And now that I know Part 4 is out, that's what I'll be doing this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also trashy. It's not good. Season 3 I remember being very bored with, but I'm very excited for Season 4. I don't know. I got <laughs> I got nothing. I just... I, it's the aesthetic, I think, and yeah. like the concept of the show overall that I really like, even mm-hmm. though it's just poorly done. <laughs> I watched the limited series on Netflix called Waco. Okay, yeah. I do really like learning about cults, and I think it was really well done where um, the David, I want to say David Tennant, that's not, <laughs> that's not the guy. Nope. He plays some creepy psychopaths, but that's not him. <laughs> oh, Koresh. David Koresh. There it is. There you go. So they do a really good job of making David Koresh be charismatic and you get it. You get why people would fall into that and go along with it as long as they did. And you see how badly the FBI and ATF fucked up and how overall it was just a really poorly done. Like, he was clearly not doing great stuff, but also how federal agents went in to try and fix it was also not yeah, good. Yeah, no one ever knows what to do to fix shit like that, unfortunately. And... and- Basically, the whole place went on fire when it didn't need to go on fire. A lot of people died who did not need to die, and not a lot of people faced consequences for it. Yeah, I think that's what was kind of like the inspiration for uh, Kevin Smith's Red State Mm. movie, if I recall correctly. I think so, between that and Ruby Ridge, because those two events happened very close together, which is why like the Waco response was so terrible because ruby ridge happened, happened the same time. and there's already mm-hmm. high tensions and then waco happened it was it was not a good time mm-hmm. but it's only six episodes if you're interested into kind of cult dynamics and how that whole thing unfolded i really 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 recommend it It was very well done and not that it makes you empathetic or sympathetic for david koresh like i would never say like they're trying to make him seem like a hero right but they make him seem like a person. Yeah. That, I think, is a really interesting take. They they actually give him dimension, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Another show that was on Netflix that I liked a lot was Unbelievable. And I watched this, goodness, I think it was in the spring before I left. So it's it's been a while. But it's about two female cops who are working together to find a guy who's breaking in and raping young women. Okay. And how they had to, like, work across state lines to find the guy and what it's like to re-traumatize victims in order to solve crimes. Mm-hmm. I felt like I it was think, the... F- I think my roommate watched that. I, I, I do recall him, like, ending that. I caught, like, the last half hour of that. <laughs> it's it's one of those shows that it's not light. It never gets light. It is It is a very serious show, but I think it highlights some really good issues with our justice system and fighting people who are like this and yeah. what it's like to be a victim under these circumstances i they do a really really good job of it so if you have the stomach for it I, it's called unbelievable another one i watched was evil and this was one that was also on cbs access although now it's on netflix and it's oh god it's been a while i remember being super unimpressed but it was like a religious x-files I sure think that's the best way i could explain yeah. it as it has a lot of those religious overtones and there's, I think she's a psychologist, if I remember correctly, working with a priest uh, yeah. trying to solve Vatican mysteries, basically. I remember seeing some stuff in regards to that. Another, yeah. So, so uh. it was okay. There's some episodes that were a lot better than others. Uh, mm-hmm. Overall, I remember feeling like I, I wanted more from it. I wasn't 
I wasn't surprised I hadn't seen a second season yet, although I think it was just it had just come out at the beginning of the year. I'll keep an eye out. I, I might rewatch. I might watch a second season. But, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I, I'm i kind of looking back on, on what else I had watched, too. One I think that needs a, a mention as well, too, is it's a Netflix show called Never Have I Ever. It's about an Indian girl and her two best friends, and she is dealing with a bunch of grief, and it's technically a year after her father has passed away, so oh, wow. it's a bunch of flashbacks with that and her trying to just, you know, be a popular kid at high school and stuff like that, so what she's kind of doing that, and it's, a, it's an interesting in- take on, like, you know, classic high school drama and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that obviously Middle Ditch and Swartz was really great this year because you need a little comedy in your life, and that was definitely some good specials right there. So, yeah. I'm not done with what I watched. Oh, I know you're not. <laughs> I just had to interject. <laughs> so, say, like, I need everyone to be know. I'm halfway through my list. That's, those were all my. I don't have much to say about. <laughs> those are the ones that were they're decent. Yeah, like yeah. I watched them. I'm glad I watched them. That's really it. So uh, my story for American Horror Story 1984, because apparently I watched that this year. Wow, okay. Yeah, I. what a year 2020 was. So I, I'm i a huge American Horror Story fan. In case that has somehow not come across, I do really like the show. I think there's a lot of problematic material, but overall, I just am a sucker for it. And mm-hmm. I just it's a fucking good show. It's usually my go-to depression show. And somehow in 2020, I did not do a complete rewatch. Oh. I pushed through and never did a complete rewatch of American Horror Story. Wow. So I'm clearly the pinnacle of mental health. Yes. But for me, like the funniest part of 1984 was at some point, I completely skipped over an episode. Close to the end, and if, in case you weren't aware, the theme of 1984 is very much like an 80s slasher movie. That's yeah. like its its theme, its mon- uh, motif, if mm. you will. So the episode I missed was where the killer is going in berserk mode, and they have to defeat the killer. Oh. So the episode, last episode I saw was them gearing up for it, and then the very next episode I watched was an aftermath. And so the final girl is actually in jail for murdering somebody. And you're seeing all the aftermath happen. And I thought that was such a genius moment from Ryan Murphy. I'm like, oh, you never show. You never actually show what actually happened. And so then you have to think, oh my god, is this actually really what happened? Yeah. I thought it was genius writing. No, 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 no. Turns out no, you no, just no, no, skipped no. over. <laughs> I, however, never Never went back and watched that episode. I will say that because I liked my version of it so much better. And the context clues you get along the way from the last two, three episodes of the show. Sure. It made it that much more delicious. Ooh. Of course, I can't tell you which episode that was. I didn't write that down. But it was a very interesting experience to actually miss an episode, not feel like I missed anything. Yeah. Feel like it was part of the writing. And like out of all the episodes, I think if I had skipped any other ones, it wouldn't have been like that. Mm-hmm. Right? It just was a kind of a happy coincidence. It, but was, it was very really convenient. Cool it was a really cool feel. Like, I'm like, man, we need more horror that's like this. Yeah. You accidentally did it, Ryan Murphy. You accidentally <laughs> did it. Good good for you. Good for you. I watched The Haunting of Bly Manor. Did not like it as much as the first season or the first volume, if you will. Sure. The ending was really good. The ending kind of made the whole rest of the show for me. Otherwise, it was kind of boring and very gothic romance and wasn't really my, my vibe yeah. at all. It wasn't super horror from what I understand it being. I definitely walked into my roommates watching it a couple times and was like, okay, this looks cool, but I didn't follow with it too, so. I uh, I think they tried too hard to be Hill House. 
yeah too hard because mm-hmm. they like you showed the the ghosts in the background like and you could see them so obviously i'm like no no the point of it that was so good in the first time is because you didn't you notice a, it yeah and it was unsettling mm-hmm. but now you're like you're making a point to it like i don't like it the main character in my opinion is not very likable uh not super sympathetic and even when you find out like why she isn't sympathetic, I don't know. It just for me, I think that that character wasn't the strongest. And as a whole, there just weren't a lot of characters I really liked. I know we are all oh goodness, what's his name? I actually follow him on Twitter now. The guy who plays the cook. Anyways, mm-hmm. the guy that plays the chef is super cute and funny and charming. And if I could think of his name, like at this point, I should just Google it. Probably. <laughs> Raul Coley. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. uh, he was in iZombie. Yep, he was on iZombie, and he was the one that a lot of he has since muted the notification for it. But uh, there is a huge fan outcry for him to be the character Ezra for Star Wars too. Nice, because he's a big Star Wars fan as well too. But yeah, yeah, but, he's a huge. Nerd. But he muted it because everyone kept on asking him, "Have you been approached?" And there was always these quote rumors that he's been approached mm-hmm. to do a live action thing. So I think he finally was like. Nope, uh, I'm a, I'm a mutant it and I'm screen capping and that way you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with it. <laughs> Don't I'm done. Yeah. Uh, so he was really enjoyable. There was uh, his counterpart in that too, who was probably one of my favorite characters as well. Uh, Tina Miller played Mrs. Gross and just how they play with death and the concept of ghosts. Sure. This one is interesting, mm-hmm. but not quite as intriguing as the first season was. Yeah. So not as drawing. I did not have the, oh my god, I can't, I waited a really long time. That's the other thing is, I waited a really long time for the second season, mm-hmm. and I felt a little bit let down, but I can recognize it within myself, too, is that I had a really high bar. Yeah. And what I was really hoping for was more of a prologue of that Hill House versus a whole new story. Yeah. And so I was, like, kind of going into the second season of American Horror Story and realizing, oh, that has nothing to do with Murder House. So I once I kind of rearranged my brain thoughts around it, again, it's not bad, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. So that doesn't make it bad, just my my expectations Just were different, set. yeah. Yeah. Another one I really liked a lot was Dead to Me. It's on Netflix as well. It is about a woman whose husband gets hit by a car and dies yeah. suddenly. Yeah, I uh, remember, I think I watched like two episodes of that. Like, <sighs> my coworker and I like actually watched it at work one day, like at the, when, it first, when it first aired, I think. But yeah. This for me is like one of the top three shows I watched in 2020. Dead to Me was really, really, really good. Because then uh, she goes to a grief group and she meets this other woman whose husband also died. And turns out, no, he broke up with her. And so again, spoilers, I guess. I, I, mean, I don't want to spoil it too much. I don't know. Just the, the drama that happens between the two of these best friends and exploring female friendships, going through hardships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it's it, The writing is super good. There was never a point in this where I'm like, it lulls. No. Like, it is... Not saying that it's always go, 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 but the writing and the intrigue of it is so good consistently throughout of it. So please take, a, take the time to watch both seasons of Dead to Me. You will not regret it. Mm-hmm. I watched Happy Season 2. Not as good as Season 1, but I'm glad they made a Season 2. two. Oh my gosh, I need to go back and watch that. I forgot about that. <sighs> go watch Season 1 again. Yeah. It's, I, I liked elements of it, but again, they tried too hard. You know, there wasn't really a context for Season 2 because the limited series that was written was only for season one they leave it on an interesting cliffhanger slash closure so like if they'd never made a season three which they won't because it got canned it's okay but if they had moved on to a season three it would have been an interesting holiday exploration sure. 
I watched Homecoming on Prime season one. And the reason I have this under my finish, even though I know this is season two, is I think season two deviates. Like it's it's a similar but different, not quite like American Horror Story or uh, Bly Manor, where it's a completely different. I think there's still notes of Homecoming in yeah. the two. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's like different cast, different context. So I, I watched season one and that was also very artsy done about a group home facility for veterans who are just returning from war and it's like supposed to be this halfway house between turning from war and getting back to family and getting back to their real life and training them to be like hey this is how you do sure how, how you interview yeah. this is how you do basic living things and i think i remember talking i was watching with my dad and i was like hey do you think this would be beneficial and for him he's like no I'm like okay but i, I for me I, I would be curious to see it actually done the downside is there's some definitely sketchy ulterior things happening in this house that are government funded possibly maybe yeah so there's a mystery there and it's it's really 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 good i think if you're a big david lynch fan you'd really like homecoming hunters on prime i also watched as well and that came out early 2020 and it's about the nazi hunties hunters Mm -hmm. in the 70s very good i did not expect the plot twist that happens in the end of it the cinematography of it the very quentin tarantino grindhousey aesthetic of the whole show also very good yeah CBS All Access, I watched White Women Kill, and this is the reason I got CBS All Access, because I wanted to watch this fucking show so bad. And three it's, women. I still need to watch it, too, because that was my temptation as well, too. It's three different women. There's one in the 80s, there's one in the 50s, and there's one that's modern. And it's all explaining, like, why they fucking killed somebody. And was it worth it? Was it, was it, was it justified? Maybe, maybe it wasn't. Are they all tied together? They kind of are. And it's really, really, really well done. My favorite part of it is Lucy Liu's character. She's in the 80s, and she's married, and she's super rich because it's a big, fancy house, right? Mm-hmm. And you find out she's married to a man who's gay. Mm-hmm. And you at first have this, like, back and forth of, like, oh, I hate you! Blah, 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 big violent. And then they realize, well, we're best friends. Like, that doesn't have to change. Yeah. We, we can still be best friends. And it's the 80s, so really, I can't be gay. And you don't want to be divorced. So let's just like, keep making it work. And they find a way to make it work. And he then ends up getting HIV. Ends up getting mm. AIDS. Because it's the 80s and yeah. it's a queer character. So of course he fucking does. But how that whole story circles around, I think, is really, really, really well done. And so I would say, if anything, watch it for that story arc. All three are very good, mm-hmm. but that was easily my favorite one. And I I don't know if they will do a second season. I haven't looked into it. I feel like it was such a unique show that to do it again, you're bound to have disappointed fans. I think it might have. I don't know. I think since maybe it was like a, a an exclusive or an original from mm-hmm. CBS All Access. They've always, and, and I think since that started, they have, I think, rebranded CBS All Access to another streaming platform with like Paramount or something like that. So I don't know, but it'd be interesting. I definitely do want to watch that myself too, because I also want to watch Picard. And that was the other reason I was tempted to get CBS. They do have a lot of Star Trek, which I'll cover later. Oh boy. <laughs> I figured as much. Before you go on, I went through and found my history for Netflix. So if you want, here's my... What did you have to... It has to be finished. We're doing our yes, finished section. Yes. Finished wise. Okay. Because, again, 2020 was a weird year. BoJack Horseman wrapped up at the oh. very beginning of the year. So I, of course. I watched that. I already mentioned Witcher. Sex Education Season 2 had come out at the very beginning. That was really mm-hmm, good. Right. I enjoyed that very much. And then obviously there was Colony Season Episode 1 that I watched and didn't continue on. <laughs> Lock and Key started this year, which was really good. And I think they've been announced for another season, so I'm really excited for that. Umbrella Academy came out. I enjoyed that. Altered Carbon Season 2 came out. 
Oh. They're not coming out with a third season. So they got canned, right? Yeah. It makes sense. Understandable. Castlevania season three came out mm -hmm. beginning of the year. I'm kind of just going like on the back history. I completed Longmire finally this year. Oh. I was a year behind on that stuff. So I finished the last season of Longmire. Really good. I kind of, I enjoyed how it ended. Funny story about Longmire. And I, this might've been mentioned in season one of first two. Spencer and I tried watching Longmire together. We watched like the first episode, and then somehow the way that the like, the rabbit party watcher worked, it really jumped us to like the most recent episode. Oh! But we spent the first fifteen or twenty minutes thinking, "No, this is a cold open. This is this is just how the episode starts. This is just nope. These are characters that we definitely should know." So we like we finally found out, like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, no, we skipped seasons <laughs> worth of shows. We went from the pilot to seasons, and we're like, oh, no. yeah, this makes sense for an episode too.' Yeah. So we did not have a whole lot of faith in Longmire. Sure, sure." <laughs> I started it late, but I finished Devilman Crybaby this year as well. I had watched one episode, but then never picked it up. This year I did. I watched all of Hunter Hunter. <laughs> so it was very much a, a year for anime for me. I finished mm. all of Hunter Hunter in the span of a month. <laughs> never have I ever, like I said, I watched that Umbrella Academy. I'm kind of looking at the history. Yeah, and then the rest I mean, is my brother. My list. Yeah, and then it's my brother watching other stuff. I definitely see where the break was when I was not on Netflix. <laughs> oh, this is another good show. It was called The Unicorn. It was also on CBS, but it's on Netflix. It's got Walter Goggins in it, and he's playing a oh. widowed husband, and he has two teenage daughters. And so it's him, like, getting back out into the dating pool and going about his life. He has a great support system with his friends and his family. And it's a really cool, just like, you know, he's a unicorn because... He was only ever with his wife, and he's not a divorcee or anything, so he doesn't have any other emotional attachment to anyone else, so he's ripe for the picking for all these other women that are either divorcees or just, you know, like, older women that are looking for to settle down with a relationship, and he just isn't sure what he wants just yet, <laughs> but he's getting back out in the dating pool. And it's very stoic. I think it... I think... Season two is airing right now on CBS because it's a fairly newer show. But yeah, that's kind of the other one I finished this year was that one and two. And I went back and rewatched all of Legend of Korra. So there's As that. As one does. As one does. You know, animation. The last one I have on my list is Pennyworth. Oh, yeah. And oh, it's really good. This was the first show I watched in the spring when I was with my family. And I think you we... sold this to me because I wasn't too sure because I got burnt by gotham so oh uh, yeah i wasn't trusting it <laughs> no pennyworth is really really well done Good. i was I, I was surprised i love my parents but sometimes their choice in tv is not always spectacular sure so when my dad's like let's watch this it's like either i'm either gonna love it or i'm gonna hate it there's not like a whole lot of in between and i was a little worried and again i mean not being super into superhero stuff my dad's like but it's like about alfred and you gotta learn more alfred's backstory it is really really well done easily again like one of those best like quote unquote superhero right because he's not technically a superhero but mm -hmm. superhero universe stories and you get like little flirtations of the waynes but nothing like overwhelming it doesn't it's not like hey do you get it these are the waynes it's like yes they play their part and yes they become major or main characters but you don't think batman you're thinking Alfred and Alfred's a fucking badass. He really is. And so I think it's cool seeing these characters that are iconic in their own ways get the screen time, right? Like you don't see sidekicks yeah. get their own shows no, very often. Not often. 
Unless it's like for satire reasons or something like that. So I had finished watching this and then I was streaming and I did the Telltale Batman games, Mm -hmm. right? And I got so much shit, so much shit for how I treated Alfred. I'm like, excuse you, I will always treat him like a father, but also he knows what he fucking signed up for. Like, this is not a man. He could have left at any point in time. (laughs) And he will understand when he loses an eye because we have to get the fucking bad guy. He'll understand. I gave you shit And he's not going to be thrilled. I I know you did. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) But anyways, I stand by my choice. While it was a hard choice to make, you have to get the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But... Yeah, so those were the shows that I finished in 2020. Sure. Besides besides what we discussed. So <laughs> But what okay, unfinished shows. Yeah. Unfinished shows, there's a lot of them. Yes, that's about two pages from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I said going down the Netflix. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. I know there's plenty more. Obviously, I didn't finish many of the shows that you recommended for me unfortunately. <laughs> We've already discussed that. That happened in the first half. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a, a quick roundabout way. I actually finished the last season of Daredevil, Marvel's Daredevil, what? like the beginning of this year, too, because I had started it and I stopped. And I don't know what kind of idiot I was to not finish it when I first did. I don't know where I was at he- mentally. <laughs> but, oh, my God, I am so happy I have at least watched the third season of, of Daredevil. And it was in the year 2020. So. Was that the one with Electra or after Electra? That was after Electra. So I never, yeah, I only got halfway through Electra season. Uh, I hated her. Yeah, the first half is all you really need to watch of of Daredevil season two. You don't even need to watch Defenders because they kind of tie that in. Basically, everyone thinks that you know Matt Murdock is dead at the beginning of episode or of season three. Everyone's grieving and whatnot, and he's just you know getting healed up and rehabilitated underneath the church, and he finds out stuff. But it's so good because Kingpin's back in an awesome way, and oh my god, it's just such a good season, and I feel like that was a good season for them to cancel or end it on, so. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I actually incidentally started watching Tiger King, but never finished that show. I was not on the, the Tiger King train as everyone else was. Let's see here. Looks like a lot of rewatching of Community. I started New Girl, did not pick that up. I got four episodes in and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I also watched New Girl oh. and I have thoughts on that as well. I got to season two, episode 13. Oh, okay. So you got further than I did. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I have seen episodes in between here and there. And mm-hmm. I just feel like proto season one personalities of the characters, I didn't mesh well with. And then I was like, yeah, I know that they're going to get a little bit more funny down the line. Or, like, you know, quirky, but I'm just not vibing with them right now. You and Nick? Not not the same vibe? No, not Nick. It was Schmitty that hit me the wrong way, because he's, like, such a person. He's supposed to! Well, I feel like in the episodes I've always seen, he's supposed to be, like, the softy, lovable guy that's the sympathetic, like, no. fatty. The fir- no! The episodes I saw, at least, like, that's how I saw him. And, again, those were episodes probably, like, in later seasons. But those first three or four episodes, I'm like, wow, Schmitty is a- I hate Schmitty. Like, I do mm-hmm. not, I do not like Schmitty. And then, so, like, I kind of stopped because of that. And then I was always confused why Damon Waynes got in later, but I saw him in the pilot, and I was like, wait, so why is he here? Because then he went and did a different show, and then they got someone else to kind of fill another role. The weirdest fucking transition yeah. of the man. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was just like, I was like, I don't know. And then he comes back later. I'm like, okay, so wait. So the episodes I've seen in between here and there, and not actually consecutively, I was like, wait, so... 
when does he leave? When does he come back? And I just, I'm still not entirely sure what all happens there, obviously. Mm -hmm. I then started to watch... So I, I pretty much actually wasn't on Netflix a whole lot. Like, it looks like for a good course of the first of, of the middle of the year, mm. I tried to start rewatching the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That didn't happen. I just couldn't get past it. I just couldn't get back into the groove of that. And then, yeah, there's other shows I have started that I have not finished. So those are fairly recent ones. And you and I have already talked about one of those shows that we both have, have started and, and uh, are going through right now. So haven't finished Cobra Kai. That's one that I started, but I haven't continued with yet. Yeah, that's all I can really say. I'm so proud of you for reading and doing stuff other than watching TV, because I'm about to embarrass myself. I, I, I wasn't so, embarrassed before. Let's preface this. I, I said I've been starting to read. That's all within been the last week. I have bought like five books and I'm <laughs> reading them. It hasn't been like a slow progression this year. No, no, no. More or less this entire year was just probably re-watching a lot of shows and mm-hmm. a lot more video games and movies than actual TV shows. But like... <laughs> I have a good 300 hours on Animal Crossing and then okay. and I also have another 100 hours on Fire Emblem Three Houses right now. So, you know. I'm confused. So you play Animal Crossing but you don't watch something at the same time. No, I actually do the things I'm doing on Animal <laughs> Crossing. I do it on my TV. I don't I actually do things. Fuck you, Ethan. I actually have it on my screen, so I can't watch TV. I I want the big screen experience with Animal Crossing. So that's what I did. And then I was playing Witcher 2. So a lot of other things. And then just, you know, realizing how much time I've wasted on TikTok. You know. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Speaking of TikTok, and why I kind of giggle about this, one of the ones I got called me out where I actually put my phone away for a while. Don't mind me as I open up my laptop to put on Netflix in the background while I watch TikTok at the same time. So I never have an emotional thought ever again. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you got me, you I guess. You got me. That's, that's me right there in a box. Rough. Okay. Ethan. Alex. The shows I didn't finish. Let's just let's just get into it. First and foremost, the easiest section I can give are my rewatches. I rewatched The Mick, the entirety of it. I started rewatching it with my parents. I finished it once I got home. Because, okay, there was also this very special time period. Very special, in fact. Again, I came back to my place. My roommate had moved out by April, so I still had the place until August. Came back in June. So it was weird because, while well, I don't mind living alone. It felt weird being alone, knowing that like I, I had been sharing the space with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like a phantom. A bit. I had to spend two, three months with my parents, and I got to see some really other people who were important to me, who I don't get to see that often, and I was feeling very isolated and alone, and it was just weird. So there's a lot of stuff that I ended up watching that wasn't necessarily a depression watch, but I was, I know I was trying to fill a void. Yeah. So <laughs> why, do, why do any of us binge watch? It's because mental health. So Empty the void that's in our life. <laughs> Yeah, I just know that a lot of these unfinished stuff are going to be key indicators of mental health status. So anyways, I watched the entirety of The Mick. I got to Scrub, Season 3, Episode 10, Medium, Season 4, Episode 4. I remember when I said, hey, keep an eye out, you'll know when I drop stuff. Archer, Season 11, the newest season, and Episode 7. I guess I could have included that in first since we did a rerun of it. Sure, yeah. But I didn't realize I only have one episode left. 
which is also very on brand for Alex, because I have such a hard time finishing shit sometimes, but I now know that they're giving it another season, so it's going to be easier to go back. Right. I thought that it had several more episodes, which is also part of like why I didn't have a huge rush to it. But like, mm-hmm. now that I know it's only one, I'll probably go watch that this weekend. Yeah. Since I have HBO Max, which a big reason for me wanting HBO Max was so I could watch Friends again. So we're doing a Friends rewatch, and we're in the middle of that, and I'm at season two, episode 23. So Ross and Rachel are together for the first time. Yay! First time. First time. Actually, I think they might have already... It's after the pro-con list. Anyways. I don't... And so he... I know... You, I know... You don't know Friends? I know enough about Friends. I remember watching, like, when it was on TV, I remember watching, like, the last few seasons of it and stuff like that. Or I have a good chunk of, like, the middle, but I don't mm-hmm. think I ever saw, like, the first few episodes because I was too young for it. And it's just not been one of those shows that... I- Maybe it's because everyone hypes it up that I'm like, well, I'm not necessarily going to like it or dislike it, but I'm just not going to watch it. Same thing with The Office. Sorry, folks. I'm that guy that you preach about these shows and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I don't understand all the avid fandom for it, but okay. You do you, boo. I realize I'm officially of the age of the cast or like the characters of Friends, and that was uncomfortable, because now I'm like, oh god, I'm old! You know what's really uncomfortable? Is when you watch episodes of How I Met Your Mother, and they have two episodes about Ted's 30th birthday. I see, I'm not there yet. No, don't worry, you will be. I'm not there yet. You will be. I never liked How I Met Your Mother, so I never will be. See? Well, well, they're like, oh wait, which birthday was this again? I'm like, shut up, that's how 30 feels already. I don't need a reminder. (laughs) I don't like it. I'm all, I'm only newly 30, okay? I don't need these feelings right now. So then here's my list of shows that I watch and just like having different feels about, right? The new Animaniacs came out on Hulu as a Hulu yeah. exclusive. I only got into episode three. I can't fucking stand it. Uh-oh. I think they... There was this really distasteful joke in the first one. I feel like Animaniacs is more about satire versus distaste, mm-hmm. right? And it was a... It starts off, it's this joke about Dot talking about, oh, hey, yeah, we're celebrating 100 years of women being able to vote, and that's amazing. And look at all this, all these amazing people that, that helped get us here. And then she's like, okay, let's go off to vote. Because there's a lot of, like, Trump fucking humor in this. Mm-hmm. And that also was just wearing, you know, when it came out <laughs> three months before the election. It's like, oh, God, can we just stop with this? Yeah. But they're like, well, Dot, you can't vote. You're a cartoon. What do you mean I can't vote? And then, like... The rally to get cartoons to vote, I thought wasn't very funny in particular as I'm like, I'm glad that we have a joke about getting cartoons the right to vote when we have a lot of other issues in our fucking country right now mm-hmm. that probably deserve this attention. Yeah. And it just, I don't think they're trying to spit in the eye of the message of BLM or anything else that our country's been going through over the last, oh, ever, <laughs> but particularly the last year. It just, for me, I'm like, ooh, ooh, that felt not good yeah. and not comfy. And I don't, it felt tone deaf. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say tone deaf either because I hear that is not the proper term anymore. But it just, it felt disingenuous or something like that. Yeah. 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 Ig- ignorant. Yeah. Know, just, it not. Felt off. And particularly when they had like such a, a big change, like, oh yeah, we're gender neutral in the intro song and like pissing off a bunch of people by doing that. Mm. But then it's like, I, it's pandering and yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I was, I never got into Animaniacs as much as I did as kid. I did love, obviously, like, Pink in the Brain and all the other, like, side mm-hmm. characters with that. But, you know, when I saw the advertisements for Animaniacs, 
like for the new Hulu reboot effectively, I was like, okay, cool. They, they're already making self humor about themselves. Like, like they have the advertisement. It's like reboots are, you know, society's way of like just, you know, rehashing stuff without having to worry about any originality. And they're like, okay, well here's your reboot check from Hulu. And they're like, cool, we'll go with it. I'm like, yeah, you know what you're doing. And at the same time, it's like, if you know that, then you're, that's the only joke you're going to pander the entire time is like, hey, look at us. We <laughs> we used to be on the pinnacle of this stuff, but we're just going to, you know, keep on hammering you down with the same thoughts. And I was never into it. Maybe if it was a Freakazoid reboot, that would be a different story. Uh, but right? I would have oh, been there for mom, Freakazoid. But, I loved Freakazoid. Yeah. It was, I never finished, so I can't say for the entirety of the season. But for me, those first few episodes felt very uninspired and it felt too easy the fruit was too low-hanging and had already been pulled and stomped on and smashed to smithereens. Like, I didn't feel like they offered anything new. I feel like that was supposed to be, you know, released earlier than it was. But Maybe. You know, with everything, but... They do address, like, I think probably in the first episode, like, hey, we started writing this in 2018. So we're going to have to guess what's happening right now when this gets released. So, like, they have a whole song about guessing what the future's like. So they did start writing it in 2018. So there's no way they could have predicted some of the stuff that happened. But as a whole, it is unfortunate because maybe it would have been funnier. Yeah. In 2018. But in 2020, it did not quite hit the same notes. Yeah. For myself. Yeah. I hope other people enjoyed it, but for me, Probably not so much. Probably hit a little too close to home on certain notes and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 As far as Star Trek Next Generation, I got to season two, episode one, and that's I had a nice neat cutoff there. Apparently, that's where I stopped. I watched a lot of Chopped. It's not it, it just I get hit in waves where I'm like I'm gonna watch so much fucking Chopped, and I'll just sit there and watch and watch and watch. So I don't know how many I jump around the seasons. Yeah. Like it's just I watch a lot of Chopped. I watched Bad Education on Netflix because that finally hit Netflix. Yeah. It's something I saw on Tumblr for a while mm-hmm. of how old is too or too young. And he always yells at her, like, you're too young. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like this one student's always hitting on this high school teacher. And seeing those, like, gifts, I thought, oh, God, it's going to be really funny. And then it turns out this guy's just kind of an inter- immature shitbag himself. Yeah. Like, oh. It's classic Jack Whitehall humor. Yeah. I, yeah. So I got to episode two and I stopped. It just, it was too wincy, not enough humor. And, yeah. Which I thought was unfortunate because I'd been looking forward to it for a really long time. Unsolved Mysteries came out this last year. Yeah. I only got to episode four. Mm-hmm. Again, they're neat, but not necessarily my cup of tea. I like more resolution, and I don't... I, I'm usually not left with a sense of, oh, what could it have been? I'm just like, okay, it's not solved. Cool. And, like, <laughs> I don't get, like, a lot of feelings about that. Yeah. It looks like, oh, I missed it. I had an Arrested Development rewatch. A fucking course I did. Course. Only for season three. Never passed. I, it looks like Murder Maps season two came out. I only watched the first episode. I remember really liking Murder Maps. In the first one, it's set in Britain and it's going through different locations of true crime that happened at various times. It's it's cool. But I just never got into it again for season two. Episodes I watched because I had Matt LeBlanc <laughs> and my boy, my boy Joey. And I've wanted to watch it for a really long time. It's It was interesting. I don't think I'll continue it. I stopped at episode four. And it's about producers, writers from England who get their show picked up to happen in America. Mm-hmm. Kind of like The Office, right? Yeah. So Office was really kind of okay in the UK, right over to America, bigger hit. So they, they really liked the show in the UK, and American producers like, yes, let's do it. And then they're a couple, and they're just getting everything changed left, right, center. And so Matt LeBlanc plays himself, who's getting to be the main role of the show. And having to see like the behind-the-scenes 
horribleness that happens with producers and writers and directors and all the, the nonsense that Hollywood has to deal with. And then there's some kind of, you know, just general humor drama. It's a comedy. It's definitely a comedy mm-hmm. between the couple themselves. I think just some of it, the dialogue wasn't quite there for me. The, the story didn't quite have just enough for it to grab me. I really, really, really liked Matt LeBlanc. I had the biggest crush on Joey growing up. But this was just like, eh, I don't know. Mm. Eh, eh, eh. Meh. Hannibal, I had seen season one prior. I started season two once it hit Netflix because it was a big deal in 2020 that Hannibal hit Netflix. I only got to episode three. That's it. I got bored. I stopped. The Boys, I only got to episode four of season two. I stopped. The Boys has a really good way of making, it's meant to make people uncomfortable. It's meant to address some things. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was, just, I was just a little mentally raw. Couldn't quite do it. And I have yet to continue on with The Boys. Again, I'm sure it's well done. I remember enjoying the first season. I just don't have it in me to complete the second season. I watched Jack Ryan all of season one, and it looks like I stopped at season two, because it has our boy Jim from The Office. Of course, I can't remember his name. When did I ever remember an John actor's Krasinski. name? John Krasinski. Thank you. You're welcome. Season one? Okay. Again, it was a show I started watching with my dad, yeah. right? And I was yeah. like, well, I'm not going to not watch the rest of it. Exactly. But I also don't have a huge urge to finish the rest of the season. Yeah. Wasn't big on there. I've talked about it before. I tried again with Star Trek Discovery. I made a season two, episode 10, and that's what my dad and I called it. We're like, this time travel bullshit that's happening is not well written. I'm done. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> Stuff that I absolutely detested that I tried to watch. Like, that was all just like my mm, yeah, stuff, right? Here's stuff that I tried and like screamed for most of it. Warrior Nun came out. and Oh, I saw a preview of that. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> the next three shows I'm going to tell you would have been shows that teenage Alex, pre-teen Alex would have fucking loved uh watching it as an adult it's very wincy they all read out like a ya novel right mm-hmm. so warrior nun is is, is <laughs> can't even like describe the plot right here there is a secret organization of nuns <laughs> who fight baddies who fight demons and they're like super spy trained and there's one who ends up being like a like a supercharged leader and she has a symbol like it's implanted into her the main character Basically lives in an orphanage, I think, or an insane asylum, something along those lines. I can't remember. But she dies due to mysterious circumstances, presumably suicide. And it's a, it's a Catholic-based building, so they're, like, trying to be like, ah, the sinner. There's an old lady. She's a sinner. And the other guy's like, she's just a girl. Anyway, so the warrior nuns are trying to fight the baddies. The main chick dies. They take out the symbol, and somehow this young girl gets the symbol. So now she's supposed to be the chosen one. I don't know. Just go watch Buffy. That's all I got on that one. Uh, if you want that kind of story, just go watch Buffy. Another one that came out was Teenage Bounty Hunters. I barely made it through the first episode. It's about two twin sisters who are, you know, the typical Hollywood twin sisters. One's kind of the primmy good girl and the other one's Edge Lord McGee. And they both go to a Catholic private school and they are really well off. They have a lot of money. And they accidentally wreck their dad's truck. And they, like, the reason they wreck their dad's truck is because they actually interrupt a bounty hunt in progress. Mm. And this guy pulls out a gun on them, but because they're well off and, I guess, rednecks or something, they pull out guns themselves. And so he's like, oh, my God, you've been chasing me? I didn't expect it to be you two. They're like fucking 15-year-old girls. I can't believe you're the bounty hunters. Like, they're 15 years old. What What are you doing? <laughs> are you doing? Like, this is, this story Don't is be dumb, dumb already. <laughs> so this other, the, the pro- Bounty Hunter comes around and tries to, like, oh, well, we can't be going after the same people. I'm like, they're 15 <laughs> years old. Why are you, why are you all so dumb? What is going on? But so, yeah, these two girls con people into thinking that they're bounty hunters. So they're trying to earn money to fix their dad's truck. And I couldn't. 
I fucking couldn't. It was oh. bad. The, the yeah. writing was bad. And they were like, it would have the, they would look at each other and do the twin thought thing. And it just was not good. That's, it was, I could not. That's even worse than what I originally thought it was, where like they had been trained for this or something like no, that. No, mm. no, no. They're faking their way to oh, make it. Which no. again, you'd think Con Girl Alex here would love. So yeah. It's just, just not good. Cursed, I did get further in. I got to episode eight, but I watched up to episode eight because I was waiting for it to get good. And I waited for a very long time for oh, it to get so good. The, the expectation, the fulfillment didn't didn't fill. <laughs> no, and again, it reads like a what, young adult novel. It's based off our thrilling myths and lore. And yeah, I, I was like, oh, like I saw the little preview. And I was like, okay, so she's supposed to be like the lady of the lake then. Is that what they're going for? Because she's got Excalibur or some shit, and then there's Arthur. I was like, I'm guessing she's supposed to be the Lady of the Lake, or Morgan Le Fay or some shit. So, not Morgan Le Fay. You find out who Morgan Le Fay is, and she ends up becoming her best friend. So it's more like a self-insert fanfic of Arthurian Lauren about how really uh, she is like should should be in power and not Arthur. Mm. Which, I actually, I remember having a conversation with somebody who was British. A long time ago, who felt very passionately about Arthurian lore and how frustrating it was for them to watch Americans kind of butcher it. Yeah. That he's supposed to be like the one true king and he's supposed to come back at some point and lead Britain to greatness. And so having like that in the background and then seeing someone come in like, but what if it was a teenage girl instead? And I'm like, we don't. I understand the importance of representation, inclusion, etc. This isn't how you do it. <laughs> it's not great. In my opinion, it was boring and the plot twists weren't great and the writing was heavy handed and I stopped. I stopped at some point. But again, something that I know and I say, like, if you want inclusion, this is how this isn't the way to do it. I know if this had been out when I was a teenager, I would have thought it was the shit. I would have been on Neopets forums role playing <laughs> shit in this universe. Like, I would have really, really enjoyed it. This so would have been revolutionary at that time. But so what I hope is, well, I may not like it. I really hope there is a young woman out there, a young girl, who grabs onto that and was like, but what? I want to know more about Arthur. I want to know more about these stories. I want to know more about this. And maybe inspires them to do creative aspects or to read more or to do any number of things. So as long as it inspires a generation that's not me, because it's not really meant for my generation. It's meant for a younger generation. That's fine. My critiques of it come from a critic's perspective, not a parent or someone who might actually enjoy the material. Yep. Not a fan girl. But I did not like it. Another one I watched was Freud, episode seven, one season. I don't think it's getting a second season. I'm not sure if you ever knew this or if you ever felt the name. I think maybe I talked about it at the very beginning of the year. If you ever thought that Sigmund Freud needed his own fucking show, you got it. You have it. It's here now. And it's bad. And it's about hypnosis, I guess, and how he's desperate for money and banging people. So mm. I don't know. It's a weird Showtime style show about Freud that yeah. nobody asked for. Uh, Amazon Prime, they had Truth Seekers, which I'm a huge Nick Frost, I'm a Peg fan. Like, I love everything they do. Mm-hmm. This did not hit anything for me, mm. which surprised me a lot. It's about uh, Nick Frost is the main character this time. He it works for like a Spectrum or, you know, yeah, internet, like internet service. service. Yeah. And he also does ghost hunting on the back end, like has this YouTube series and he's it's kind of cringy and funny and whatever. But then his new partner, who's he's also like has this tough cop experience, like, I don't want a new partner. <laughs> It's just like this millennial kid. So like they start pretty hard, like millennial jokes and yeah. Gen Z jokes. And I'm like, I hate that. I'm so sick of that. Stop it. It's not funny anymore. It's like, why can't there be anything else that, that you go with on that joke or whatnot? Yeah. And Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, you guys are just better writers than that. Yeah. So luckily, the, just it's like the first episode that gets hit hard with that. The rest of it isn't. And it's more as a just show, like 
Hey, in case you guys didn't know, one of us is old and one of us is young. Yeah, we got that. As a whole, I, I can't really figure out that the plot isn't super duper interesting. There's supposed to be this other girl who's possessed and they're trying to figure out the, like, how to solve his possession. I think I would have preferred a much more funny X-Files version of this versus like this one big plot they try to come up with out right out the gate. Sure. So I stopped episode five. And stuff again that I just did not like, weirdly enough, uh, Ratchet. With, that's supposed to be about oh, Miss Rat- yeah. Ratchet, about mm-hmm. from, from One Flew Over a Cookie's Nest. Mm-hmm. It has, oh, she's an American horror, Sarah, Sarah Paulson mm-hmm. as the main character. And I really like her a lot, too. And I think the aesthetics are amazing. And the cinematography and the colors and everything about it is amazing. That pilot is so boring. <laughs> it's so boring. And like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. I didn't finish. I also didn't finish the first episode. I quit. Wow. So it's something I probably will try again later. Yeah. It feels like something that I really will enjoy for a lot of various reasons. It's just really dry right now, and it just wasn't, you know, hitting the the curiosity. Yeah. Like, some of the uncomfortable notes they hit in that pilot could have waited for two, three episodes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're just like nope here they are nope, I'm like, here you okay, go okay cool. well i'm not invested cool. enough in this so thanks Bye. i guess yeah <laughs> yeah so those are the shows i didn't like i feel bad like i just i keep talking there's an end in sight i promise there's okay because like i said i was like god i really didn't do a whole lot of tv watching but then like i said i watched all of hunter hunter in the span of like three months so that was my summer that- right there you said you did a community rewatch too, and that's a lot. Yeah, community. I did start rewatching Scrubs as well too. So, mm-hmm. and I, and Drew's watching Scrubs right now. So I'm technically doing a re rewatch in the span <laughs> of like ten months. So, <laughs> so I've been watching you have comfort a lot. shows. Yeah, I have a lot of comfort shows, and yeah, just been playing a lot of video games too. And you know, I, I think for me, I, I haven't been playing as many video games the last few years. I haven't been playing like a lot of new video games because I didn't have systems that could handle it. But I also, and we've discussed this in, on Twitter, and we've discussed it here, I really find myself like as, as a badge of pride, when new noob hit shows come out, I'm there to have it done that first weekend. Yeah. Like, I'm one of the first people to have watched all of it. So it has been a weird, although I, I wouldn't say anything really hasn't come out, but I think what's weird about seeing uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina come out, and me having no idea it was coming out, yeah. that's a weird feeling mm-hmm. for me, because... Normally, I'd be there seven a.m. that day. You would have had a ca- you would have it. had a countdown ready for it. Yes. Yeah, so as I now go into full time adult job, and I I love streaming, I really do, but it does eat up a lot of my weekend. Mm-hmm. That I just don't get as much TV time anymore. So I think this is gonna be maybe one of the last years I have this mini shows. I think a lot of this was that first two thirds of the year yeah. versus this back half. Absolutely, and. Like you said, you had school and then your internship fell out. I was technically still full time through that whole thing, so I still didn't. Mm-hmm. I had the normal free time that I normally do. So yeah, adulting sucks. Yeah, it does. Uh, so let's see. Oh, so show uh, back to unfinished shows, right? Mm-hmm. And here are our ones. I think are, I kind of want to just talk maybe a little bit more about in a positive way. I started New Girl. We discussed this earlier, mm-hmm. and I made it to season two, episode thirteen. I've been a big Zoe Deschanel fan. Pretty much as long as she's been popular, right? Mm-hmm. I have idolized her. I think she's adorable. That whole hipster, cute, manic pixie dream girl. I love it. It's like a vibe that I aspire to particularly. I mean, I wouldn't say particularly in high school because in high school I was an edgelord. But, but so I always wanted to be that femme and that cute and that sweet and big eyes, big curly hair. And I have the big eyes, but not really the big curly hair. So 
I don't know. I always really wanted to be like Zoe Deschanel, and therefore, like, New Girl is just Zoe Deschanel, mm-hmm. right, in theory. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. I like Schmitty. <laughs> I think he's hilarious in that horrible, painful kind of way. I like Nick. I like Cece a lot. Like, mostly I, I like almost everyone else besides the main, main people. Right. But it's, I stopped because it just also, because I'm not magical war off. There's other things I wanted to watch. It kind of felt like it was the same thing I was watching every day or every episode. So I, I stopped. I just, I didn't keep going. I think actually I was watching most of that in that last month where I was preparing to move from my old place to my new place. So it was a lot of background noise too, sure. to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Just something to, to keep going. But I gotta watch True American, which I know is one of those games. It's like Charlie McDennis. I would really like to play a game of True American. Like a, a true game of mm-hmm. both of those would be swell. And it's, you know, it's filler feel-good TV. I think I, how I feel about New Girl is how people feel about How I Met Your Mother. And mm-hmm. I know usually it's How I Met Your Mother is how people usually feel about Friends. Right. So I, just, I think the more modern, our generation equivalent, right? Yeah. Uh, New Girl for me is is more like that filler yeah. than, say, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, exactly. American Gods. I can now watch on Prime. It's, I guess, Prime and Showtime have some kind of deal. Oh. So I can actually watch it now, which I found out, like, just a really not good time. So I've only seen the first episode, but I really, really, really want to look I look forward to it. I want to watch more of it. Yeah, that's a show I've been wanting to watch. I've had the issue where it's been on Stars, And I'm also that person that I was like... Star, sorry. Or, yeah, whatever it was on. But I was one of those people that I was like, shit, well, I have the book. I really want to read the book before I watch the show. And I wanted to yeah. do that with Good Omens, but I definitely watched Good Omens before I finished the book. So I was like... Mm-hmm. I just have to forgive myself and let myself watch it and then be like, okay, maybe I'll go read the book now and, and you know, enjoy it. Because, yeah, it looks great. I, I'm really excited for it, but I just have never had the right platform or subscription to. But now that I know it's on Prime, I might look into that now, too. Expanse. I watched almost all the Expanse this year. I had caught up up until this new season dropped, what, about like a month ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm a few episodes behind, but so technically I, I didn't put under my finished because there's a new season now. Sure. But I'm only episode or two into the newest season. I get, for the most part, really like the Expanse. If you're looking for a new sci-fi show that is, the way that got pitched to me that I didn't really buy in, but I really wish I had, it's baby stepping into sci-fi so we're not like in star wars territory where we have lightsabers and like really advanced stuff we still have like a lot of blue collar workers in space and trying to terraform mars and the politics of it all and they do a good job of balancing like the i say combat there's like some war stuff that's going on there's diplomatic stuff happening there's rebellion stuff happening it feels like there's something for everybody and season one in particular has a really heavy noir feel so if you want a sci-fi noir Season one is definitely where it's at. That drops off pretty steadily after like maybe I say halfway towards the end of season one. But where they pick up in general is really well done. I think that season three, four, if anyone watching it has watched it or you will watch it, you'll know the season I'm talking about. It's like they complete a major arc and it's almost as if they expected to get canned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they and or they had to start a new plot. They, they wrapped a plot, so they have to start a new plot. Mm-hmm. And so the, that prologue build up of, oh, God, it's like almost a whole season of that. And it was, a, it was really hard to slog through. Mm-hmm. But it is based off a book series. It has like seven, eight books, I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I know that it's based off of a series, but I don't exactly know what it's. It's it's a pretty long series. I guess it's still being written. It's nearing at the end, though. But so I really want to read the books. I do. It's actually the first sci-fi series I've wanted to read. Ooh. Wow. So big praise. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really well done. And I wish I hadn't done the thing that you were talking about earlier, Ethan, of 
high praise. No, fuck you. I'm not going to watch it. Like, I I have a hard time getting to sci-fi in general, too, which is weird to say. I'm way more high fantasy. If I'm going to do, do fantasy, I want to do fantasy. Yeah. But I forget how much I enjoy sci-fi until someone's like, no, you motherfucker, just sit down and listen. Watch the thing. Just like, oh, do shit, it. That's right. yeah, like, ah. I like sci-fi. That's right. <laughs> I just forget sometimes. And The Expanse was a really good reminder that there is good sci-fi content out there. Yeah. I think some of it, too, is gatekeepers of sci-fi can be really irritating sure. and boring. Like, you have to be so smart to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fine, I'm dumb. Yep. Whatever. Do it I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. I can be simple and love Lord of the Rings without having to worry about the complications behind it. <laughs> There's so much lore in Lord of the Rings. I don't have enough time. Oh, yeah, no. But you can still be simple in it. You can still right? enjoy it without I... knowing anything. <laughs> well, and I also think, like, you don't need to be brainy to enjoy sci-fi. Like, that's such a... F- I think that's a, that's a trekky thing, if anything else. But we're not here for that. Yeah. Anyway, so I Expanse, very much recommend it. Again, that I like a good politics and diplomacy and getting stuff done in the room. Like, that's what i enjoy in role play so naturally it's what i would enjoy in tv i could just watch that for seasons and be okay uh let's see here i also so uh more sci-fi star trek lower decks was the cartoon that came out sure i've heard good things i only got to episode two but that's because at the time it was being released weekly oh okay yeah and i don't know what it is i don't know if i like logged out of cbs and didn't feel like logging back in there was a period of time where i was like oh well i i just refused to use cbs access and i can't remember what it was like something happened where i just did not want to get on it it was nothing like important it was just something that alex was like i'm too lazy <laughs> so anyways i haven't caught up on it but star trek lower decks if you're a star trek fan please 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 watch it it makes up for discovery <laughs> and it's really well done it's very funny they seem to know their fan base they seem to know their show and i recommend it highly Oh. I'm just going to throw this out here because I just remembered watching this and it's not because it was bad or mm-hmm. exceptionally good, but uh, HBO Max had a had a show or on called Avenue 5 and mm-hmm. it's a sci-fi show, mm-hmm. but it's got Hugh Laurie, it's got Josh Gad in it mm-hmm. and a couple of other characters, but basically the premise of that is we finally have space travel, but it's used as like a cruise ship instead. So you got oh. a bunch of, so you got like, the premise is there is an accidental shift in their artificial gravity that causes everyone to get flung to one side of the wall and it changes the trajectory of the ship because they only had like three more weeks left. It has set them off course so much now it's going to be three years. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> and you find out the captain of this ship is actually more or less just a stand in. He's more of an actor. And he's just there to look look good for the press. And the person that actually did run the ship died in the accident. And so it's them trying to work with the dumb Elon Musk, which is Josh Gad. And he's because it's his company and his ship and the people on Earth trying to plan out a way to fix the trajectory or see what they can do. And shit just keeps on piling like literally at one point there is shit piling everywhere <laughs> in a, in a certain way but it is such a weird satirical thing and it's cringeworthy so that's another show i watched and finished i don't know if they're going to get a second season or not but oh, the way they the way they left it off or the way the last episode was was so hilarious because you think they've got everything resolved but the ladies there's a lady in there that her name is literally karen and mm-hmm. she acts like one. 
And she thinks like they they had this whole plan figured out to like jettison all this extra luggage so they could launch forward and it would actually speed up the process so the trajectory would change. She messed up and put everything in the wrong compartment and it actually got shuttled out sideways again. So now it's thrown them off. And so now it's going to be like, you know, eight years or something Mm -hmm. like that. And they're like, we're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I just ruined the whole show. But the, the stuff that they do inside it is so great because it's a bunch of like just entitled rich people on a cruise and they're Mm -hmm. wondering what's going on and no one's in charge to be able to fix it basically that everyone's just bad <laughs> and hugh laurie is the, the pilot so it's perfect nice yes oh, no, I, i'm sold i'll, I'll yeah. watch it yes. at some point <laughs> yes just that's that's a pilot episode you would i think thoroughly enjoy <laughs> i watched some anime mm-hmm. some some so over thanksgiving i got really big into yu yu Hakushu. Yeah, which I haven't watched since like elementary school, and so I remember the basic concept, but I also oh, remember nothing. So like I forgot the kid's dead, like or was dead, like that whole like first arc. Yeah, <laughs> completely gone. Yeah, and like I don't really don't remember how he got his powers or anything. I just thought he was really cool when I was a kid. So rewatching it now, I, I really like it. I got to season two, episode two. It was the the big dark tournament. Yeah, I'm like in the middle of the dark tournament right now. I yeah. think they did their first rounds. I never the got anime a chance to fight. or the manga that did like the original tournament series and made it fucking bomb. <laughs> well, and like, so for me, I don't like. I typically don't like what what what's that genre? Like the shonen. fighting shonen. Yeah, usually mm-hmm. it's not my thing. I really don't like mm-hmm. it. Boy, do I love a good tournament. Fuck, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, no, it was, it was obviously it's really well done. I've been enjoying it. I just needed a break. I went a little too hard on it too fast. Sure, and yeah. The issue with watching anime is that there's short episodes, so if you do go too hard too fast, and then kind of stall, stalls out. Mm-hmm. So I plan on getting back to it. I picked up Card Captor Sakura, but only got to episode four, which, funny enough, as much as I love magical animes, I've never seen it before. I just never had the opportunity to. I never saw it okay. on TV. Yeah. So this was my, my first time to really sit down and watch it. And again, this was kind of happening in that moving period. There's a lot going on. And so I just I felt like I wasn't giving it justice and I really wanted to watch it proper. So I stopped sure. at episode four. Okay, I'm going to mispronounce it and I'm really sorry. I tried looking it up beforehand, but that was like three hours ago. So I only watched the first episode. Uh, Kakiguri? Kakegurui, something like that. It's K-A-K-E-G-U-R-U-I. I think I know the one you're talking about. And it's something about gambling in high school, like gambling high society, and it looked horror-y. Mm-hmm. And I, that's my biggest thing is I'm still looking out for good horror anime. Yeah. And that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I watched it. I don't remember much of it. I honestly would have to go back and rewatch it. I remember thinking the art's really pretty. I think I remember seeing the intro. I'm like, oh, this intro's weird. But, you know, horror anime, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So it seemed like an interesting concept. Something about kids getting in debt to one another because of gambling. Like, they just have, like, a gambling class or some bullshit. And it looked highly sexual for high school. <laughs> but that's something I started. I, I want to get more into, but I just, I'm going to have to rewatch it. Avatar Last Airbender. Started watching that, again, for the first time. I've never seen it before. When it came out, was it the end of April, beginning of May? Is that right? Mm. Or maybe towards the end of May. Whatever it came out on, on streaming. Oh, on, on streaming, yeah. yeah. I think that was like, yeah, that was like mid-spring, early early summer. 
the reason I remember that is because I wanted to live stream it or live tweet it really bad. And I was having mm-hmm. a lot of fun with that. It was. It was actually over my birthday. I was starting to live tweet it. And then we had the much happening of Black Lives Matter protests. Mm-hmm. The day after I started live tweeting. Oh, no. And obviously there are more messages that need to be said than my dumb live tweets <laughs> of stuff. Sure. And yeah. I'm sure people have noticed before, I am quick to dismiss, like, saying, hey, we're not an authority on that. Hey, please check out other resources. Due to my job, I really can't talk politics in public forums. Mm-hmm. So I can't use my social media. I really can't use anything that has, like, like this. This is It's really inappropriate for me to push anything that could possibly be highly politicized. So I couldn't speak up about <laughs> human fucking rights, which is very, very frustrating. Yeah. But also, I didn't want to be the person who's acting like it's not happening. Yeah, you didn't want to look like you were just forgetting about it, like denying it. Just yeah, yeah. exactly. So anyone who was has been following me on Twitter, I was like, "Hey, Alex, what happened there?" Uh, that's what happened. It was out of respect, and but I also want to continue live tweeting it, so I haven't watched any more of it. So it's it's just on a pause until I'm at a point where not so much waiting for the right time to start up again now it's just more like my own mental well-being because it's, it's a commitment because the downside mm-hmm. is it's kind of like preparing for a show at first i'm watching yeah. it but also i'm trying to take down like quick notes something that i can put in a tweet that's gonna be mm-hmm. like haha what are people gonna laugh at mm-hmm. so it's a different way to watch and maybe i shouldn't do it as my first watch through it's just i i'll pick that later yeah decisions and i started stargate i talked a little bit about that in our last episode i started stargate i'm still on episode four but that's because a lot of stuff's been happening recently. I only started watching Stargate at the end of December, and things have been busy. So I have full intentions of watching more Stargate. I love it a lot. I love it, love it, love it. It's just that uh, that first episode is an hour and a half movie itself. It, mm-hmm. That pilot is a movie. <laughs> that is uh, an epilogue from the original movie. The original movie, <laughs> right? 100%. But they do such a good job of catching you up. It's, it's really yeah, well done. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I know our editor, John, is super, super into Stargate. So if we ever do like a real dive, I'm sure we'll have to. Oh, yeah. Like like you mentioned it. And then as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I should start <laughs> that, too. Because literally that was my sh- my and we said, on the I think, in the podcast previously before that was my buddy in high school's like favorite show. Like he has watched every single Stargate series there was. That was like his that was like what he would like weekly watch. Like he would watch the new release and he would like do his own little self party and everything with the new releases of each season. So yeah. And when I told him that I was like, Hey, I'm a, I'm finally starting Stargate SG one. He like literally sent a gif of like throwing me into a Stargate and everything. It was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. What's happening. So what's well, it's fine. Yeah. So you said you're like on episode four of the first season. I'm on episode six now. of the Okay. First season. So, so not too much further. No, no, we're, I think we're kind of on the same tangent there. So, and then as for, if you're looking for horror animes, it's not necessarily per se a horror, but I mean, it's pretty intense is obviously I'm sure you've probably heard of attack on Titan and everything mm-hmm. like that. That's also the political side of it. Cause it's one of those morally gray animes that has a lot of stuff where you're like, I don't think I should root for this guy, but at the same time, he's complex and interesting and they're finishing up the, they just started the season four, the final season just now has been out for about four weeks at this point. And 
I, I think you and I talked about this before where I didn't realize that they had continued to make it. I had yeah. seen the first season, really oh, sure. enjoyed it, but because I do subs, um, or, or dubs. dubs, sorry, I do yeah. dubs instead of subs, that it was taking forever for dubs to come out. And I was like, oh, well, if sure. it ever comes out, it comes out. It's the same reason, like, uh, Kill a Kill. I, I still haven't watched all of Kill a Kill because mm-hmm. dubs took forever to come out sure. for that one. Yeah. And so I didn't realize that they had continued on and I just need to sit down and watch it. Yeah. Obviously, right now, the last season, it's still in progression because the manga hasn't even finished yet. But mm-hmm. so there, there obviously isn't dub for it yet. But it's one of those shows yeah you definitely want to continue or pick it back up once it is either all dubbed out or they get close or you're at a point in time where you're just like all right fuck it i'll watch sub just to (laughs) just to see it or something like that that or obviously the other like horror crime one you could always watch is death note too so i've seen death note okay you did see death note okay Mm -hmm. so i figured because that would be like up your alley you know crime shit yeah i really like death note yeah it's not only rewatch list but i enjoyed it so yeah, I only have two more shows. Ethan, I only have two more shows. You only have We're two more shows. Done. That's good. That's it. Awesome. And this one of them super easy to breeze by. I watched season one, episode one of Messiah, which is like, is there an actual new Jesus figure okay. in modern and like it's in modern times because he believes himself to be a Jesus figure. Is it that he really does, or is he the world's best con man? Mm. And so it's like these federal agencies are trying to figure out: is this guy actually a prophet? Or is he just a really convincing cult leader? Sure. And it was one of the last shows I started watching with my dad in the spring. And we just never continued it, right? It was like one of our very last episodes, things we started. It was a late night. You know, again, I'm I'm really close to my folks. I'm sure some of you are too. And it's getting towards the end of those like last few nights. And it's like, oh, we don't really want to go to bed because that means that this day is over. So let's just let's just put something on. My dad wanted me to watch this, but I was really tired. He was really tired. We didn't go past it, and we didn't pick it up after that either. But Messiah is definitely up there again. Cults, federal agents figuring out if it's a con man or not. Like it has, it hits a lot of my boxes. Yeah, it's on brand. I also know that's not getting a second season. That did not do well, and so I think it leaves on a cliffhanger, if I remember correctly. If someone, whether my dad told me that or not, so it's it's hard for me to get invested in something I know and. Sp- poorly right not that not their intention but ends poorly and isn't getting a second season right mm-hmm. the Makes last tough. show because we've been talking so much about hbo max it's time to just get sponsored by hbo max <laughs> they have the alienist which if you are mm, unaware of the alienist right. it is the original criminal profiler and in case you did not know i have a master's of psychology and forensics law enforcement master in alienating <laughs> It has Dakota Fanning in it. It has Luke What's-His-Butt, who's Gaston. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Luke Evans, that, that, and then I can't remember who the other guy is. Who's I've the baddie. plenty, yeah. In Avengers, he's a German guy. Mm-hmm. Daniel Brühl? Yeah, Daniel Brühl. Mm-hmm. I think it's something very close to that. Mm-hmm. All amazing actors, really well done. It's set in the late 1800s, and I guess it's also based off a series of books, but... The first season is all about trying to catch someone who is murdering boy prostitutes and like Jack the Ripper style murdering. Mm. Now, my thoughts on this, this is like needs a whole first episode in itself. But my biggest complaint about this season was, okay, and you know, it's based off a book. So it's really the author's choice, right? The queer representation that we had was a gay man taking advantage boys who did not have money so they're resorting to prostitution and then murdering them 
That's not a great look. <laughs> what? I'm not sure if you know this. That's not a great, great what? look. That's not how you want to be marketed. I don't believe you. <laughs> in a time where we are, we're finally getting to the point where we are seeing more queer representation in media. Mm-hmm. However, it still is like we're fighting for good queer representation in media. Right. So it was hard to see, right? Because of course you also have queer representation that, of being the bad guy. But when that's all you've been in the past, is it really representation or is it just reinstating a stigma that if gay males are going to do these horrible things to children, right? right? It's, it's just it's, revilifying it's... them, yeah. And I should go out and say I am not an authority on the matter in this case. It just It's something that I am aware of. I know has been discussed in other shows and it stood out to me in this. Because then, of course, there's other queer characters that are they the killer? And then they get vilified, too. And some of them get killed. It's like, great, now we're just killing gay characters. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Welcome to 2000s, I guess. Oops. So I feel like it wasn't, I don't want to say distasteful. It's just something that I'm painfully aware of anymore in media. That if it, unless they are the hero of the story, they are the bad guy. And there's very little, like, just average queer representation. Yeah. It's kind of got, it's just there for the exploitation of it all. Yeah, and that bums me out. Yeah. I think my favorite so far, actually it has been in Discovery, there's a, a queer male couple, and that show that I think for the most part's really well done, <laughs> although I still remember watching it with someone who is not super comfy watch, watching queers in media, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And me being a smartass, I was like, don't worry about it, one of them's gonna die, and then one of them fucking dies. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, well... <sighs> I know media, I guess, so... Why'd you will it into existence, Alex? Because you can't have happy gay couples in TV. It can't happen. It's impossible. They all have to break up or die. Yeah. Again, like I mentioned before, I watched the second season of Sex Education that came out earlier, 2020. But Mm -hmm. that, I feel, is... I mean, just from my... I mean, not my expertise or anything, but just from my viewpoint, seems Mm -hmm. like they know how to handle gay lgbtqia plus representation really well because they talk a lot of that stuff because obviously it's literally about sex education and stuff like that like they bring up oh should you teach anal sex in a high school (laughs) you know sex education class and like the guy that is teaching it is highly not qualified to talk about it and stuff so like it came out with a funny episode because uh, this transfer student, he's an out gay French man, and he's at the high school, and he's like, what about anal sex? And the professor has no idea what to... <laughs> he's like, oh, what? Uh, uh. <laughs> and so it shows, like, you know, the results that, like, teenagers are going to go through to find out stuff, or there is a gay couple, but one of them has never had sex before, so he doesn't understand the intricacies of sex with another man and stuff like that so they talk mm-hmm. about douching and stuff like that it's just really interesting to like see that stuff so i feel like for yeah maybe for every two bad representations at least there's a couple of or maybe there's at least one good one so we're getting there we are we're getting <laughs> yeah. so much better and this i think it was more i can recognize what's like healthy critical maybe hypercritical sure and i think this is teetering on hypercritical i could see someone yeah, you're analyzing it and thinking it's either possibly pandering or, you know, like you said, like we said, exploiting it. Yeah. Yeah. And the second season is about a woman murderer. So also it's like this thing, like, okay, so now this author has a way of villainizing minority, not minorities, maybe isn't the right word in this case, but people who don't need to be picked on. <laughs> sure. 
they're trying to not just make it a white straight male serial yeah. killer. They're trying to give a twist in the sense that, oh, it's someone else of a different genre, I guess, or gender or personality or trait, you know? Yeah. In this case, it's a woman serial killer, so naturally she's killing babies. She's kidnapping and killing babies. And to say that this doesn't happen, it would be ignorant, right? There's a lot of matricide that ends up happening Mm -hmm. and for various reasons. But this is like clearly someone who's just kind of off her rocker. (laughs) And I'm not enjoying second season as much as I enjoyed the first season. This first season is a lot. They do a good job of the horror trope, don't show the monster, until the last episode. Like, you really don't see the killer until the last episode. Even then, it's only glimpses and here and there. And... Mm. It's a lot of you building up to see, like, what you think that person's going to look like. Sure. Unlike in the second season, I knew immediately who it was. There was, there was one shot. I'm like, oh, I know who it is. You try to do, like, a little flirt tease. I'm like, oh, oh, I know who it is. It's this character. I know who it is. Don't you fool me. <laughs> and I'm not usually that kind of person. I'm really not. I, I know we talked about Mandalorian earlier. Yeah. Like, Did you know it was Luke? I, I can pick up on context clues if we're there. But, like, I don't go out of my way to think, oh, my God, who could it be? Mm-hmm. I don't get any joy there. Yeah. So... I just don't think this season is as well done. Boy, do I love the aesthetic of it all. So I'll finish it. I, I tried really hard to have it done for this episode today, but I saw like two more episodes. So sure. it didn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, I, I really enjoy it. That's probably, you know, my top three over the last year. Yeah. There you go. So that's it. That's all I watched. But no, so that's, I watched a lot. That's like three pages worth of TV. Mm-hmm. And... I'm tired now. <laughs> I bet. But, you know, so that means we're, if, if I'm done talking and you're done with your shows, that means we're getting towards the end of the episode. Yeah, I think so. Um, like I said, I, I interjected when I remembered shows and stuff like that. But, yeah, like I said, I it was a weird year for television for me just because, like, I think I probably definitely rewatched more shows than I actually watched new ones. Or I binged them so quickly that I was like, left with just not wanting to watch anything else so you know binging's weird i think too this will be one of the last or last year's quote unquote i think we had enough stuff releasing because we know how production works right yeah pre-production production takes the quickest amount of time well i should say pre-production that can take forever but mm-hmm. like production phase as we know to memorizing lines setting stage etc cetera, etc cetera, doesn't take long at all that's like six months wham bam bam mm-hmm. it's the post-production of the music and the editing and everything else that can take a long time yeah. so the stuff that we got this year wasn't worked on this year. It was worked yeah. on, filmed last year, maybe two years ago. Oh, shit. So if, if we don't see a whiplash this year, it's going to be next year that we're not going to see a lot mm-hmm. of stuff come out. Mm-hmm. And we're, I'll mm-hmm. be curious to see if we're starved or we're like, thank God. Well, and this is what I just realized, because this is how weird 2020 of a year was. Well, so let me preface this way. My dad now is starting to get into superhero TV shows a lot more because like I I hear like when I talk to him, like when I visited him for Thanksgiving and like Christmas and stuff like that, he had been watching Arrow. And then I had just realized that Arrow finished up this last year. Like there was crisis of infinite earths crossover like this year. So I also watched that, like that was a thing like, and yeah, just that. And Flash Supernatural ended this year. I still haven't Fuck, finished it right. yet. They made fucking Dean and Castiel cannon and then immediately killed him. Weird. Yeah, I know. There's... Kill your fucking gaze. I just don't know. Again, like, because I still haven't finished it. And I was just like, there's so much stuff going on. Because I was like, oh, right. Yeah, they paused production. And so I still have like six episodes left and shit. So I'm like, 
Wild. What a year, man. And then Batwoman came back, and so, mm-hmm. like, that's a whole new thing, too. So, I watch Batwoman, all the CW shows. I did watch episode one of Titans. I watched episode one oh, of Titans. Yeah. I did. I did do it, and it's mm-hmm. on my list to continue watching, even though it was terrible. Oh. My god, it was terrible. That was one other thing I was going to follow up on. Did you continue with Doom Patrol? That was one that we didn't talk about. Now that I have HBO Max, I intend to. So I guess you're right. I finished season one of Doom Patrol mm-hmm. and really liked it. And I finished season two of Doom Patrol because I was very upset because the production cost ended on the cliffhanger. So it really mm-hmm. sucked. <laughs> I intend to watch the, the second season. There's just other stuff in the way. I kind of wanted to watch Titans first. I then got sucked into Alienist. There's a lot on HBO mm-hmm. Max that I'm very excited to sit down and watch. Honestly, there's a I lot. I started watching Primal as well, too. That was mm, another nice. one. Jindy Tarkarovsky, whomever does Dexter's Lab and Mm -hmm. Samurai Jack and all that. He had a limited series called Primal with a dinosaur and a caveman. It's great. Oh, nice. It's very Adult Swim based. It's very his style where it's not much audio. It's just more visuals and actions. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I guess if you continue with Titans, it's you, you can see the backdoor pilot that is for Doom Patrol, like in the second or third episode. So you'll get that, oh, too. Nice. Yeah, so. I'm here for Day Deathstroke. That's all I care about. That's all I need. That's what I will force myself <sighs> to watch all the way through. Because I need to see. I need to see him. Well, good I for you. Him. I've heard that he's one of the better Deathstroke portrayals that there has been, either in voice or live action. So. Nice. I don't think I will put myself through that torture, <laughs> so you can do it for me and tell me how it is, and maybe I'll skip ahead just to see a few episodes, but I will let you go up that hill first. That I will bravely, valiantly take that arrow for you, my friend. Yes, yes, absolutely. The downside of us ending, and we already know how much I hate endings. Mm-hmm. So what does this mean for first? We had this discussion at the end of season one with Spencer. I'm going to have this conversation with you, too. Mm-hmm. You and I have been talking about this. Yep. We've kind of had thoughts or plans. And I can let you all know there will be a season three of First. And it will be following this methodology, right? I will probably have a new host for that season three. However, Ethan's not free to go. He's not. <laughs> nope. We have a few ideas. And I remember when I was like, oh, hey, end of the episode? End of the episode? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that Ethan and I have talked about doing continuing on, the issue is that he and I watch a lot of the same shows, so I think it'd be really hard to do another season <laughs> like this, right? Yeah. So what we're currently talking about is kind of like an offshoot, and I'm not sure what that's going to look like as far as feed-wise, but we might do like a deep dive on one show in particular and do six to eight episodes of one show. It might be movies. It might be just become a new pop culture show. There's still a lot of stuff for Ethan and I to hammer out. But I can at least let you all know, we're not letting him go. We're not. He's still going to be around. We're just going to find a another thing. This Scrubs, is, we've talked about doing a Scrubs yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm also thinking, okay, so you haven't watched American Gods? I've only watched the first episode. That I might be a good the, thing to do. That might we, be a we, good, cool thing to do. Yeah. It's us to do an episode, an episode, mm-hmm. and just do a, a watch podcast, basically. Mm-hmm. We talked about doing that with Westworld, too. Mm-hmm. Although I think that's over now. Yes, I, well, I don't know if it's over, over, but I definitely. Oh, that's another show I watched this week, this year too. So this week, <laughs> this week. No, it's definitely a show that I carried on. So there was a lot of roommate weekly shows that we watched: Westworld, Lovecraft Country, all those jazz. So we had the week by week release. 
And I finished watching Westworld season two this year. I didn't watch mm-hmm. season three, but I watched season two, which was a big deal because I really did not want to watch it. I was happy that I did. Yeah. But anyways, so I still, the bigger question mark is, I don't know when we're going to be back. I know that Alex needs a small break. <laughs> Just a wee break. An actual um, break, not a not a small sabbatical in our production line. <laughs> no, 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 no. In case you guys didn't know, 2020 was something for everybody. <laughs> and my poor producer brain just needs a beat to not be producing something. Which means in a week I'll be producing something. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try really hard and actually take that time for me and myself. But I'm still excited to keep moving forward with this project. At first, I'm excited to move forward with first... Part B, or side B with Ethan. I just don't know what those dates are going to look like right now. So I know we have a pretty dead Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a Twitter. You can find us at First and Friends. That's probably going to be where you hear a lot of the first coming back rumors, news, anything about our podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, which we'll go to the handles there. I just want to let you all know that while there might not be a few episodes for a while, and it might be even like a whole year, because <sighs> like we just said. Who knows what that production look is going to be. <laughs> Behind the scenes, record doesn't take that long. And I really like to have us to have back up audio for when we do take a month off because we're having bad mental health days. Mm-hmm. So we will keep you all informed. You can also hang out with us at our Discord. But before I guess I go into all our usual stuff that you can find us on, is there anything else you want to talk about or share or anything you're excited about? Things that you want to do with first? Yeah, I don't know. Like you said, I guess there's going to be a spinoff that no one expected, you know? (laughs) This is what it's all led up to, is the spinoff of the Joey show from Friends, you know? Maybe that'll be our show. We can just talk about the the failed series that was Joey. We're going to treat you so much better than Joey. That's the most random, like, throwaway joke we can ever have right there. Uh, No. Like I said, I think I mentioned it kind of at the end of the last episode, too. There's you and I are in kind of talks to help me do some other things, or there's mm-hmm. obviously other projects I want to do as well. But yeah, I mean, it's been a fun ride just hanging out with you, getting to talk movies and shows. But yeah, no, I think, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot else. I just have really enjoyed your company and hanging out with you. And it's been fun to have so many friends through the podcast connections and just the discord in general so it's always fun to see what other people are doing and and just getting to discuss stuff like this you know just on a week-to-week or monthly basis it's always fun monthly basis oh god oh god we tried we tried so hard uh yeah i don't know i i don't want to say much more because i'll cry i just i thank you so much for for being here you really helped me out a lot in a pinch when i wasn't sure when I wasn't sure what was going to happen with first after season one and I reached out to you and it was not much convincing at all <laughs> and, and you're like yeah sure sounds fun and I was like sweet awesome great I get to hang yeah. out with my friends some more yeah. hey you want to talk about tv yeah all right <laughs> oh shit okay that was that yeah. easy you sure I had like a whole speech prepared no and so you helped me out a lot and being able to continue the show and even though you know it took us a little while and we took our time with it I never felt like you came to this unenthused no or that you didn't want to be here and that has meant a lot to me so thanks for being a great friend and an even better co-host so yeah it's just us being circle jerking thank you no thank you no thank you thank you thank you you. oh my god i love you no i love you oh my god let's get coffee sometime (laughs) 
No, I'll come out to Montana soon and we'll watch some TV together. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll we'll figure out the next plans from there. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, for all that good good first knowledge and, you know, catching us in our other projects, you can follow us on Twitter. Ethan? They can find me at Etasha. At this point in time, they should know how to spell my name, so I'll just leave it at that. It'll probably be found underneath the first Twitter channel as well anyway, so you can find me there as well. So, yeah. And you can find me at Roll for Alex. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch at Roll for Alex, spelled with a three instead of an E because I'm kind of dumb. We don't have the time to get into that though. <laughs> and I stream, I stream on Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays currently, although that schedule is changing to include a few more days. <laughs> but and also, so if for some reason, I mean, not, I do a lot of retweeting. Ethan does a lot of retweeting. Let's be honest. Yeah, we're not clever enough to write our own tweets. We have writers for that. You can also come hang out with us on our Discord, uh, which there is a link in our show notes. And, you know, we get, you get to hang out with all the other cool kids, people who have listened to the show, have listened to our past projects. You get to see what we're doing in the future. It's all all very good. I <laughs> This is the worst sign off I've ever done, and I'm so sorry. It's OK. It's the end of season two. So you can find us. You can hang out on our Discord. Please do come say hi and all that jazz and stay up to date and last but not least we're gonna do it we're gonna remember it for for realsies if you like your theme song you should totally check out the spin wires the song is called astronaut you can find it on their nights out ep i don't want to say goodbye i know oh yeah if you like the editing of this podcast you should check out john his twitter is in our show notes as well he is a freelance podcast editor and since we're gonna be taking a break if you're thinking about doing a podcast you should hit him up and see what kind of fees can be arranged so that way he can help you sound as good as we do he makes you sound smart. Yes, he does. Or he lets you sound dumb if that's what you really want to do. <laughs> Either that's way, great. he's great. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> okay. All right. I, we, we gotta go. We gotta go. All I, right. I'm leaving. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around for the, the first, second season of First. <laughs> and it's been a really good time. It's been a good time. And thanks for hanging out with us, folks. And thanks for having me along for the ride all right get out of here go listen to something else i don't know yeah oh rate and review us if you like us yeah that's something we never say but if you like us can you give us a rate and review thanks yeah and don't forget you can leave comments about how wrong we are even though we know we're right all right bye-bye bye-bye oh god <laughs> <laughs>